A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Hey folks, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then all you have to do is head over to Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. You pick two to five players, you get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with my promo code, PULLHITTER, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with Pull Hitter at the promo code and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pull Hitter podcast. I'm your host, Rob D, the dead pull hitter. Today is a very special episode. We're going to do something different today. My good friend Nikolai Knudsen is here with me. And on top of being a fantastic fantasy baseball player, he's just an excellent human being. And he has an idea for a cool show for this uh, Pull Hitter podcast special. So I'm going to give it to Nikolai and he'll introduce himself for anyone who doesn't know him and uh and then we'll get right into it what's up man thanks for um not that not thanks for having me thanks for having me today <laughs> yeah well you can thank me at the end man if this works out but i uh <laughs> you know i was thinking about you the one day i mean we'll communicate every once in a while through twitter i know and i'm just like so impressed by the hustle i'm getting notifications and every time i look i feel like it's you know the pull letter man and i just can't get over <laughs> I'm like, does this guy sleep? I'm like, I feel like you're, uh, you know, you're like on tour, like you're a band seven days a week. I'm like, is his vocals okay? Is he, is he getting enough fluids, you know, lemon, honey, you know, just to, to keep the vocals, you know, in good shape for all you know, 20 yes. podcasts a week, dude. I I try to keep I try to keep the pipes uh you know in best shape as I can. Um little honey, yes, a little honey and tea at night is is always good. Um vocal practice also always helps. Um I did an acting class recently and it was pretty cool. It helped me, not because I want to be an actor, it was, it was just um my my local county had it as a as a class you could take, you know, in six week thing, and it was so awesome. I learned good Speaking That's things, awesome. I want to get better at speaking and you know presenting myself. So it's a big difference because when I was in you know second third grade, I had a bad speech impediment. I used to wear a hearing aid for bad hearing, and I was all all messed up up here. So um, I've always had a little bit of a issue trying to you know speak out and um, not sound like a like a meatball. But um, hey, man, I think you're doing a good job. I uh, thank I you. Know, I was just. No, I just, I do. I think it's awesome that you, you know, dove into the space and just kind of rolling out awesome content content. And it just honestly, dude, it just gets better each week when your stuff comes out. So it shows that you're putting the hard work in and uh, yeah, like I said, 
I, if I was a good friend, I probably would have gave you the night off, but I was like, you know, be cool. I was like, you know, be cool. I was like, why don't I ask him about his teams for once? Cause he seemed, I mean, I know you discussed him a little bit, but I thought it'd be fun if we kind of talked about your 2023, uh, just going to depth on that, maybe do a little 2024 stuff with some players. Oh yeah. And then I know you and I talked about our love for like pop culture. So maybe we'll have some fun, do a little rapid fire with you. Uh, at the end of the pod, get to know you outside of just the, the baseball scope. So um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, dude. So before, so before we get into 2023, I feel like I gotta really quick get your two minutes on the Mets. I know you're a big Mets guy. Deadline passes. Oh. Give me your, your thoughts on the the Scherzer Verlander going out. Uh, you like the Hall? Do you like what they're doing? Uh, what do we got? There's so many things, you know. My my head is in so many places with that. And one thing about what you just mentioned with staying between, and by the way, like I always wanted to be a, a guy on tour on, on the road. So that's a good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that analogy. Yeah. I'm on the road playing seven gigs a week, you know, just, um, yeah, just... <laughs> trying to get out there in the world. Um, and I think being so busy with that is, has kept my mind at bay with I think that always helps with anxiety <laughs> and things you want to sure. think about right just stuff other things in front of it that you can think about it stay focused on on, on what you want to do and uh, at first I was really thinking they weren't going to trade Verlander and Scherzer and I was okay with them not adding and just trying to stay as is and be something and then when Scherzer was out it was kind yeah. of you know, actually, Robinson, I guess when Robertson got traded, it first hit me because obviously that was very obvious and likely and smart to do right off the bat, you know? Yep. I still hit you. I'm like, uh, okay, well, I guess this is real then. I guess you are not really going to try to win. Um, or maybe we will, but we're just going to try to get better for the future at the same time. And it just got gradually got deeper and deeper and... <clears throat> All in all, I think that how they did it is interesting, <laughs> for sure. It's definitely a talking Super, point man. and a possible yeah. – uh, Not to, oh, they're not going to have a blueprint or and like this is the way to do things for the future. But it does – it might open up an, a possibility to some teams, right, in some aspects of, oh, this is actually an interesting way to do it. Um, and I think getting Acuna Jr. is fantastic. Um, yeah. I know there's various reports about what his ceiling or floor may be. I just see the name Acuna and I'm already excited. The, the, his brother has terrorized us, right? He's just the best player in the best league. player in baseball. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, right now. I mean, I... uh, yeah, yeah, because is a special kind of best, he's a different, yeah, he's, he's in a, his own, he's category. the go to corn, like, yeah, yeah. like, uh. Russell Withers says, great name for it. He called it the goat corn. Just he molded the goat and the unicorn into one. But yeah, so immediately I see this, you know, speed, power, twitchy kind of bat, and I'm excited about it. And getting the, yep. the, the um, Gilbert and Clifford from the Astros is also a very good haul. And yeah, I'm I'm excited, you know, and in some ways it's like, 
go out with this old, transform this team on the fly next year. And I think everyone's getting a little bit bent out of shape of about the words that were exchanged between Eppler and Scherzer and what it might mean, right? So when he says, we're not going to sign anyone big or we might not go all in. To me, if I, I look at this core, I look at Francisco Alvarez being way past where I thought he was going to be for maybe two years from now. I thought he's at right now where I think a year or two would have took him. Wrong with that. Beatty's on his way. Got mm-hmm. Lindor and Alonzo. McNeil still around and Nimmo's fantastic. That's And then you got Mauricio and all these younger players that can come up early if they want to follow the blueprint of other baseball teams that are getting these guys up early. You know, no wasting bullets if you're a pitcher. No wasting app. Just come up and learn. And yeah, I, don't I feel think like we're seeing that a little, a little more this year. Yeah, and I don't think it's that far from being even an even a 500 team. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yep. there's 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 Snell, there's Urias available. If you don't have to sign everyone, but if you start with say, one pitcher, dude, right? Start you with one pitcher. Yeah, an owner who's just. He's different, right? And whether it's going to be a good different or not, I, I don't know the answer to that. But the guy's <laughs> yeah. got so much money, he yeah. clearly is not afraid of, like, spending or shaking it up, which, honestly, I can admire and, you know, um, appreciate. Again, I have no idea what it will turn out to be in five years for you guys. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of guys you can add to your rotation and stuff uh, yeah. that instantly turn it around. So I think that instantly we're already uh, trying to forecast the p- – playoff percentage for next year when you don't even know what's going to happen from now until then and to me maybe i might sound too optimistic to some but this is the way i I try to let being a fan of a team control my life it's not going to nikolai right it's not going to affect my mood i'm not gonna sit here and be all mad and and cry or or be how bent out of shape and it, it doesn't make me less of a fan it's just the way i want to it's good for my mental health it's good for me in general oh, to not feel man. that way I, you know I so way worse in like my yeah like with with either the teams i root for or, or even fantasy man i just like you know psycho I'd like ruin your weekend type of thing and i'm like okay like you know i want to do good but it's not worth ruining your you know saturday evening with your your wife or whatever right because you're yeah. mad that you're yeah your, your fantasy pitcher gave up seven runs or something they, right? They see it all over your face. What's the matter, hon? Bad another fucking two start. Yeah, yeah you no guessed shit. it. <laughs> Told you you shouldn't have started the two step. Why'd you start him in Colorado, asshole? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, sorry. Park factors. Uh, so yeah, I I try not to let the Mets do that to me, um, or anything for you know, for that matter. And I whatever. I think they took the best step they thought was possible and i think it's exciting to load up on young athletic kids and to add to already athletic kids i went to a high a game i saw jet williams their first pick last year he looks like a little mini corbin carroll he looks like he does thousand pound squats and he's like a little (laughs) tank he's only five eight but he's a little tank and um you know i'm excited i i I think they could I think they can make it better than what people think it's going to be next year. Um, there's still so much time to make that happen. Cool, man. Yeah, I just had to pick your brain on that really quick. And uh, let's jump into Rob D's main event team. So we'll start with your 15 teamers. I think when I was looking at some stuff here, he's already got two this year. 
I got two main events. Yes, correct. Two main events. Were those both in Vegas? I know you went to Vegas this year. Were they both in Vegas? Both in Vegas. Yeah, I did okay, the first. Okay. I did the first one that was a Thursday night, four p.m. or, okay. and um, I also did the one on Saturday at eleven a.m. with everybody. You know, in the one giant room. Both experiences were unbelievable. The first one, just being there, amped up. I mean, I had, I had my stuff plugged in and my my spot situated and I just remember meeting so many people but also not remembering meeting so many people because I was there but I wasn't yet for sure after the yep. first draft I was a lot better and was absorbing information remembering faces <laughs> um Hunter. and cuz the first <clears throat> the first thing is really intense you know it's like um a meeting Phil for the first time I've talked to him for three straight years on, you know, on the computer and discord and Twitter and we become such good friends and I'm, I'm meeting him now for the first time. And it's like a lot of stuff. And, and then Vlad and Scott Jen's dad, I'm like, Whoa, this is fucking cool. You know? Um, and just seeing all the faces I've seen doing the podcast and, and, Oh man, it was so much fun. They sat down and it was great. It was a great, good first one to get out of the way. I wanted to do it that way. I contemplated doing a New York main and then a Vegas main, and you know you should get the one early the one late but i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it all down there so it was awesome step into the room with maddie wood and posma and um dude yeah we i gotta i gotta get to the the posma one here in a second but i think in the other one that's the one that's doing pretty well right top 25 ish kind of hovering that's uh, yeah that was the saturday one posma's in both of them i mean i i was oh, in both with you okay i drew two oh, posmas shit, unfortunately you <laughs> God bless that man. He's uh, a savage. He's he's like the Pujols. He must be the machine, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Player, yeah. <laughs> yeah hell so the top twenty. So you're you're in person now. One, uh, you what what do you feel like you have a chance? Talk me through right now. You know, are you still focused on just trying to win the league? I didn't look. I couldn't remember what the points uh, for second and third are. Or are you kind of like still want to take a chance at that overall? No. I think you said you were short on saves or. Yeah, I got um, I'm up by two and a half points on Posma and Vic Vic Taffer Taffer. Um, I think he works for the Athletic. He's he's in third, Spora's in fifth, and he's been climbing. I mean, he was he was he wasn't doing so well to start the season, but every every single week he's been he's been making move up. Um, uh, Dave Dave McDonald and and uh, Spectre they they're in the league too. It's you know every league is is good that you Loaded, get into. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so Paul's is right behind me, two and a half points. <clears throat> and um, yeah, no, I'm focused on winning this league. I, I I mean, I really have a lot to make up in um in saves. It's the only spot it can go up, but just so far in my league right now, it's ten just to get a point. Ten saves just to get a point. So <clears throat> I'm really oh, sure. Like I, I, I would love to move up in the overall. So if the if the saves come, I will definitely try to attack it. Um, and I'm already in. I'm first in wins, and ERA is going to be point um, point zero three to actually get a point. Cause I'm in second, so that might even be out. So I just maybe concentrate on trying to get some K's and some saves. To move, like saves are going to be tough, but I can at least try to move up in the overall that way, but that's secondary for me right now. It's definitely on my eye. I would like to try to climb up a little bit, but I got to make, I have um, right now is so funny. I think I have 
the category points for for saves. It's so 795 teams. I have 65 and a half points. Um, okay. And it's 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 the lowest single category for anyone in the top 30 um, by far. So like I, it's crazy. Let's touch on that real quick then. So obviously you hit on every other category re- really well. Did you draft anybody that got hurt? Who, who are your closers right now? Noah? Um, I'll, I'll let you take a guess of the one guy up at the top of draft. The only one who really fell faltered um, <laughs> out of all the solid closers up at the top. Mr. Helsley is, oh, is, sure. is the one I got. I'm holding him. Um, and you know, it's, it's tough. I have right now, Justin Lawrence and Trevor May, they're kind of, um, they've really done more than I can ask for, honestly, but what really screwed me was two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, um, Justin Lawrence, you know, was closing out games and then they went back to Bard for that one week, that half a yep. week. And then the following week, the Rockets had a five game set and I didn't start Lawrence because I thought it was risky both ways, you know? And mm-hmm. of course he gets two saves. <laughs> I don't even count how many points that would have moved me up, but it's it's frustrating. So um, they've actually, uh, you know, they've accounted for a lot of my saves so far, and it's pretty pretty sad to say that. But yeah, I have 18 total saves. That's it. Helsley got me seven. Uh, Michael King got me two, and Lawrence four, and Trevor May five. So I need Helsley to come back, and I need to, you know, I need to fall into. Um, a big time closer. So I have, I was going to say with the, the deadline, did, were you able to get anybody here with like a, like a Santos or a Rayleigh or anybody like that? Maybe that wasn't owned. I picked up Santos three weeks ago and I dropped them. Um, and I, and I picked up Robert Suarez because at that time they were nine games out of the wild card. And I thought for sure Hater was going. So my only chance right now is I have 158 bucks left. No one else in the top eight has more than um, 96. So I have a little bit of a hammer here if I need saves. Am I, what I need to happen is I need a big, I need someone to really gain a job, but not like Jason Foley. You know, I don't need the Texas. Yes. I don't need the Detroit. I, I don't need that. I need someone to get hurt on a you know on a good team and they're gonna thrust the guy in and I I'm gonna have to be aggressive and get that person, you know, to try to move up in the overall and try to even get a couple points. Maybe it's not too late to get maybe one, two points in the actual league as well. But it, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's it's um every time we're trying to balance one thing and we think we're making progress, there's there's always something to account for, you know, what that you're taking away. I think that and that's the biggest thing about that I love about rotisserie style fantasy baseball, right? It's just that ability to attack a category, but also say I have to make this stay respectable as well. And it's just the blend and taking a look around you too and seeing what everyone else is playing out in the field because that's something you should take into account. Like I've checked the guys in front of me and they they do have act you know active closers. It's not like they're not like moved on from closers. So I know it's gonna even be more of a battle. No, that's that's really well said. So you got a plan of attack for that one. You're still focused on the league, it sounds like, more than anything. So that other main, which it sounds like the first one's loaded that you just discussed, but that's one where John is – is he still in first? I think he was in first as of yesterday. First in the overall. Yeah, right? Yeah. So talk me through uh, – because I kind of have a similar story I'll touch on after you, but talk me through when you're in a league like that, you already know he's a great player. Now he's in first overall. Uh, 
I'm assuming at this point, you know, you're, you're, you're probably playing for second in that league. Does it change you at all? Do you ever get caught up, like, kind of in – you already know he was, like, he's already a Hall of Famer, right? But, like, kind of in awe of this guy who's got a chance to possibly win it all. Um, does it change you at all? Or, or you, have you been around and been in these leagues long enough where, you're, you know, it doesn't matter if he says he's in first or second? Uh, <laughs> you ever texting him and, like, dude, you know, can you just chill out a second here? Yeah, it was funny because he's the one who texts me, like, uh, out of the blue. Hey, you're having a good year. I'm, I'm loving your content. Uh, sorry I had to take your fab guy uh, f- from you, you know, a couple of times. <laughs> I think we'll get to that, too, putting out the content and, and you know, obviously some of the, you know, the cons that come with that playing against competitors who might be listening. And, uh, but, yeah, no, I don't get too caught up in it. John, John, the true gentleman also he's just one of the best guys that you'll ever meet and um you know like bill gaffney and michael o'brien also pretty good and matthew davis is behind me matt woods kind of flip-flop four and five and we've been going up and down getting toward each other and um but yeah posma you know he's just, just so good and he's he's so calculated in what he does and you know that there won't be many mistakes made so you really it only just makes you better as a player. It only makes you try harder and 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 um, you know be better because if not, you you're gonna get toast. <laughs> gonna get toasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I think it's simple like, as that. So last year, I was in the the league that uh, the guilds won the online championship. So I was in oh, yeah. that league. Quite a few, you know, quote unquote, like good players or at least guys that are like you know really locked in and. You know, they do content. I think Preface was in it. Waxman was in it. So, I mean, a lot of guys that pay attention. And I remember getting shit from some buddies who were like, oh, you know, like, oh, way to, way to let them win it all. You know, like it was somehow, you know, I was in the league, so it was my fault. Um, <laughs> where I, you know, where I look at it, I'm just like, dude, he's a good player. Like, you just got to tip your cap. Like, I, I actually kind of like playing in some of those leagues where it's a little more stacked. I think... I'm in one this year with Preface, and he's in like third overall in the online, or he's been right up top. Again, it's a pretty loaded league, and I think it kind of makes you play a few steps ahead. Like I, I will get to your like, I think you have an OC that's pretty loaded, where even though it's a 12, it kind of plays like a 15, where the, the free agents are just picked over like beyond belief. You almost have to like play two, three weeks in advance, and if you don't, you're going to get your ass kicked. Like I don't know if you can relate to that or not, or you know, does it bother you at all? Like, do you feel, oh, this guy won the overall and I was in it, like, in any way? Or is that just nonsense no. when people say that shit? Yeah. I mean, last year, the main event overall winner didn't even win his league. So I feel <laughs> like as great as that feeling is to win it overall, I'd probably still be stung that it win my league too. And so I feel like there's so many things that probably be a worse feeling. But um, no, I mean, it's not like, it's, like you said, it's not my fault that he might win the overall. Uh, there's, you know, yeah, no shit. yeah, it's just the people getting down to, um, you know, it also made it a very aggressive league from a lot of players who uh, got down to 18, 20, 30 bucks um, several weeks ago, you know, and um, anyone like John had a lot of money. That was the thing that was scary. I was watching him in first with all this money and he's just been able to really solidify his team uh, along the way too, because there hasn't been as much competition in fab. 
um, as there probably should have been if people were just a little bit more, uh, you know, frugal with their money. So it's um, it's good. It's, it's it's you should play up to your league all the time. You know, it's just playing it that. It's I love when the leagues are stacked. Totally agree. Those, those are the best leagues. Yeah, man. You, yeah. Plus, you can talk shit with so you know you get to know some of these people. It's fun to you know have that little extra competitive stuff on the side. So one thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. Plus, I don't feel great when I'm in a league and there's like three dead teams, and I'm like, cool. I was able to like. I mean, sure, I'll take it, but. I'm I'm not feeling like some wizard because I made a great fab pickup when nobody's paying attention. You know, like it it, it takes a little bit away from that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I see that sometimes um, when we share like each other's fab and I'm like, what happened here? How did you get this guy for this price? And man, you're like sleeping and you kind of get jealous because you you're not in that league. But um, right, you know, it it. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in, in all these different leagues. I know that kind of skews the overall a little bit, you know, because there's, there's so many dead activity. Then you can, like you said, you can really pick players off that shouldn't have been. Like, in my 1OC, I remember I had um, the Wheat Mac, Matt McLean came out um, on Fab, and I had no need, not no need for him, but I had no place to put him. I already had a lot of guys up the middle. Um, and <laughs> he didn't go for, he didn't go in fab that weekend. It was oh wow, crazy to see. Cause next week I put, I'm looking at the fab. Like no one got Matt McLean. I literally made one, one ad drop and I got my first thing. It was for a pitcher. And that's, that's pretty odd. And happened to be in that week. I think I lost. Who did I lose up the middle? I don't know, but I was like, I have a need for him now. I could use him now. And I fabbed him for like 104 bucks. I won him like 104, 103, and couldn't believe that he went one week without doing a fab. And I could have said, what the hell is everyone thinking? <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking either, you know. Dude, I've done that too where, you know, it's like, why didn't I bid on this guy last week? And it could have been for a buck. And now I had to, yeah. you know – freaking sling out 50 bucks but whatever it happens you know we like you said especially when you're managing multiple teams and you know stuff changes on a you know like a 180 just based on an injury that week so um yeah man so 15 teams overall you're feeling pretty good on both squads yeah um you know i'm feeling as good as i can like i said i i I have a decent amount of money left in both leagues which makes me feel okay um and then I have my two auction leagues that are not main events, the just the auction championships. And I'm in eighth in one, and I'm in second in the other, and also 22nd in the overall out of 195 in that one. And um, nice. so, yeah, yeah. that And that one is, you know, that's uh, the super auction, the auction championship. And it, it's, a, it's a stacked New York room. And um, it was my first live solo auction. And it's awesome. It's um I'm gonna be doing more of the auctions next year and probably yeah I think I might try to dive I, I might e- auction yeah year. I might even knock down one main event you know and just go down the one I'd rather play these these auctions they're, they're so much fun man so I had the uh, had the Fab Hammer needed offense put it on Encarnacion and Strand and I'm just waiting I need him to blossom that would really help me I was doing good I was in first I'm in second now Jason Dupont. Friend of the pod, 
um, one of the best around, uh, absolute standout guy. He stormed about 35, 40 points in the last five or six weeks, and it's just been on fire. So he just blew past me and uh, stole a ton of big guys behind me too. So, yeah, trying to keep my eyes everywhere I can. The The other one is eighth I place. I feel like the and, CES hot streak's coming, by the way. it's uh, Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I see it. I watched him. He's pulling balls foul that are, are jacked. He's, he's maybe hitting the ball just a little bit, but like, like line drive and like once he gets the perfect the one end, jack i think he's only got one jack that's not gonna stay no, no it's he's too good he's too good and the other week i'm in eighth and i got down the fab uh i got down to like the 100 range before anybody else um with my pitching is doing really good but my hitting stinks really really bad and i'm just at this point trying to make it difficult for everyone else and I'm just trying to chip my way at trying to put myself in the position to, um, you know, come in the top three. I'm, I have 82 points, you know, the uh, third place is 100. So really, really tough task. But at this point, I'm just got to make one one little change every week. So I'm trying to do that. It's tough, though, but I'm learning. I'm learning from when you have no money compared to everyone else and finding the values um, really enjoying that and that's what i think every team should teach you something every team should have something you can take from it and say i got better at this because of this team and those are the things that you should be looking at they i enjoy this one two dollar scrap heap every week (laughs) it's like a challenge but i love it you know um that's a great point i was thinking about that like a week or two ago i got an oc team typically i don't have where i get down this i think across the board for everybody we can speak fab is just went quicker right i think on average everybody's <laughs> just sitting at a lower spot right but yeah. i'm i mean i one of my ocs i i was like under 20 bucks as of three weeks ago four weeks ago so for me I, i've never really been in that spot so to piggyback off what you said there yeah i was in like fifth place in that league and just by grinding like i mean obviously it took some guys i already rostered to get hot but i made some one dollar pickups i needed some saves and now I'm in first in the league, and I think it's like top 300 overall. But it like, it really wasn't doing very good. And even though I know Fab, it's just kind of this, kind of in this weird challenge, like you said. I've never found myself in that spot to just be really scrapping and putting guys in your queue that you're really not used to in a 12. But and also too, maybe make not making moves that only might be marginal, or maybe not even an improvement. You know, yeah, the, like overreaction. Kind of move stuff, to make sometimes. a move. You know, I have to make a move this week, or you think you're making this upgrade on Monday to Thursday between this outfield, but maybe it's not. And sometimes you just have all that natural variance in your actual players over the course of the year that tends to shift in certain weeks. You know, um, we talked about it in in our chat with you know Steve, Phil, and Toby. Is just it's only like oh, I drafted like shit, or I didn't do this, I didn't do this, and three. Three weeks later, you kind of realize, uh, I guess, um, okay, I guess these guys aren't that bad. You just have to give it time. There's so many, you know, we want to react quick. We want to. Yeah, uh, so long season. It's, yeah. it's so long. It's so long. And at the end of the season, I, I try to, I guess, just analyze as I go because it just kind of keeps some of the stuff in my head fresh and, um, or, 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 you know, just taking notes on how your season's going. No doubt. So jumping yeah. into your 12s, man, I know you had a couple mm. OCs. Just want to touch mm-hmm. on. You know, one, how are you feeling about it? I see you got a couple hovering around the 150, which is nice. 
Um, did you take yeah. a different approach as far as like players you attack, your construction? Uh, just walk me through a little bit on what's worked. Maybe is there a category you're lighter in, in the in say the twelves uh, for whatever reason? Yeah, in the twelves, it's um, it's 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 offense on one team. In in the overalls, uh, it's it's offense on one team. Uh, and the one that's a little higher, it's uh, it's just a little mix of both. It's it's been frustrating. I've been in that area for like for a while now, and it's it's it's, it's almost even just staying in first and just trying, you know, just trying to win the make sure I win the league and doing the best there, just and trying to incrementally move up. And it's mm-hmm. so stagnant, it's getting me aggravated. But I share this team with Ryan Venancio, um, who's oh, nice. you know. Also got that uh, team with Preppus that's up there in the top yeah, five. Good yeah, yeah. So good, good combination of um, of minds. Ryan's super smart, and yeah, this team is just giving us fits sometimes. We early in the season, right off the draft, I thought we, I thought we drafted like this mega starting rotation that was going to really, really do damage. And it, it was an earlier OC. It's a beat, beat Jeff, Jeff Erickson OC. So we got Jeff Erickson in there. Um, and so frustrating. frustrating. I'm going to bring up the draft right now because I remember command. All right. So we went Otani first at pick eight. And then we ended up getting Garrett Cole in the second round. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and then, so we're sitting there. And so we spent one of the best pre drafts I ever did with a partner. We spent the night before three, four hours um, on a call like this, and we went through every round. We put it on a Google sheet, and we put everyone in the box that we would pick that you know at ADP, and then players that we would pick ahead, we put in the box ahead, like just so. And then we just went across, and that guy got taken. We just knew, okay, these are the guys we discussed. We discussed, all right, if 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 it's no catcher here, we'll pivot to this there. We had all notes. It was really good. When it came to drafting, it was so easy, you know, especially when you get into a fast draft. It's it's things happen quickly. So yeah. Um, so we had everything laid out. And one thing that we discussed, we you know, we really wanted to try to get, attack early pitching and have a nice depth of pitching um, throughout, uh, you know, one through ten. We we wanted like seven through ten to be some of the better pitching staffs around. So we, so we went out to Tani Cole and coming up to us and we had in our notes, if, if the Grom was there that we would take him, you know, or we would consider it. And at the time it was like, man, Otani Cole, the Grom, if we have to use Otani a pitcher, it could be really something else, you know, uh, so it's we, just filthy, right? Yeah. Just so exciting. And that's the thing about the OCs, you know, how you walk away from, the I team. love those builds, man. Yeah. <laughs> You just go, go for, for that, it. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that super hype team. You're just like in your mind, you just, you walk away with this smile, the shit grin, right? I mean, right. Trust me, I've done it too. It's like, it, it it's dreamy, but practical. You're not doing anything dumb. You know, it's, it, it's just fun. You know, the Grom is just, you know, people oh, have to about the Grom. I, I know. I took people... him in nine leagues this year, man. Nine fab leagues. To... Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I knew the risk. I mean, it yeah. obviously backfired on me, but I didn't give a shit. I was just like, I'm going for it. If he gives me 120, 140 innings, it's going to be spectacular. But I knew that what happened this year was more, the more likely outcome, right? But I took I took him in in my main that I'm in first in the Grom. Oh, nice. You know, 
it seems to be a thing. When I draft the Grom in the main event, I, I happen to do well with that team. So I'm just going to keep drafting him. And it, it, it so happens to be that um, I actually have Otani in that league too. I picked him third overall. And it was kind of my my thing. I really wanted Otani in a lot of leagues, but it also made me more aggressive in drafting the Grom because I always f- feel like the good thing about Otani is obviously you don't want to waste them as a pitcher. As people say, it's not a waste. It's just choosing what you can use more at the time, but it's just an option to have. Not saying I drafted a Grom saying when he gets hurt, Otani's going to pitcher. It's yes. just the option to put him at pitcher and have a DeGrom like pitcher take over. And then you could grind out offense if you need to, whatever yeah, it dude. needs to be. It's the options there. So when I took Otani, I was more inclined to, go for the Grom. So, um, and then, no, that's super smart. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I always, Otani's a top 10 guy. And like you said, if we don't know how our offenses are going to turn out. Like if you just knock it out of the park with your offense and you can afford Otani taking over those DeGrom innings for, you know, two months or something. I mean, it's such a huge benefit to have a guy like that. I, I can't quite comprehend how valuable it is, but it's definitely, I mean, outside of Acuna, obviously it's, those two are kind of in another stratosphere this year, but yeah. Uh, so what happened here too is, um, so we kept going with, you know, and, and we got a Rosalina and then Will Smith in round four and five. I'm really a big fan of early catches, especially in 12s. Um, they have so much more value in 12 team leagues to catch a league. So, we wanted Smith there and it came back. We went with Darvish. We wanted to just keep pounding pitching. We got Kenley Jansen. Um, and then in round 11, we went Hunter Green because we're like, man, Otani, Cole, DeGrom. Million know, strikeouts. Darvish, Hunter <laughs> Green. This is sexy. And then in the next round, we both had a feeling that Duran was going to be the guy. So we put Duran. And this pitching is so sexy. You know, we got Rasmussen in round 16. Oh. Oh, and it was beautiful. I Pablo, Pablo Lopez in round 20. Oh man, and, and and it's just like the back end was mad. We we got Okidi, um, was Nesky and fought, and that didn't work out. Uh, those three were pretty bad. So I think we've been chasing those back end guys the whole season, where we wanted to be so solid in that seven through ten pitching option. Yep. Um, also made two terrible drops, and <laughs> one, you know. You know how much I love Isak Paredes. Um, in 12s, he's hard. You know, when he's not playing these 20 games straight, like he's done, you know, mm-hmm. this stretch and the other stretch he had in the season, when he's doing the two games on one day off, it's frustrating. Yep. It's frustrating in a 12 team league on a Friday when you're like, this guy's already out one game. And even though first, second, third, it was frustrating to start the season and we needed offense. So we're like, we have to cycle it out. We have, you know, we had we have to get rid of him and but we didn't have to, we did. And yeah. we also, we also dropped CJ Abrams. There were back-to-back picks in round 24 and 25 and God, man, the team would be looking so much different with them right now and with their stats yeah. in the lineup. And um, that's probably, you know, these three picks were huge in the end of tw- round 23, 24, 25 with Hassan Kim, Paredes and CJ Abrams. And Oh dude, those are all, I know. And Lane and Lane with the next pick but, too. Oh God. You know, I was just talking to somebody. So Abrams, I don't know if you remember when you and I talked with Keaton early in the year, Abrams was my guy. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I was touting him up. I just really thought there was a lot to kind of break out for him. Right. Just su- such a young kid. Uh, 
special tools, I thought. Anyways, I drafted them in almost every DC, so obviously I still have them there. But I had them on so many OCs, and I, it gets hard to to be patient, right? I mean, he started off so slow. He wasn't stealing. I dropped him too, man. I think I only got him on one OC now, and I look back, I'm like, shit, that was, you know, wrong call. Obviously, now he's just setting the world on fire. And It was also – such a Batting ninth, right? And that's the other thing. Yeah, he wasn't hitting batting leadoff, ninth you know? on the Nationals. We were banking on leadoff in front of Thomas, and now that happened. Yeah, it's you know, it's the turn world. It's the twelve teams. You said like, I would have never done it in a fifteen team. Either one of them, Paredes or Abrams, obviously that's a no brainer. But in these twelves, they get a little cutthroat. Um, all of a sudden, too, now you're sitting early in the season. You're in the mix. Oh, I have a good team, like. I need to, I can't wait. I can't have this guy on my bench. I can't start a guy starting three, four days a week. I need more. I need volume, volume, volume. I mean, I can just... <laughs> it's tough, man. It's... There's a little guy, you hit the button, he just pounds your head, you know, <laughs> volume, volume, volume. <laughs> no, it's so oh, true man. though. Um, Such a chase. So, so those ones, you, so it sounds like uh, between, what do you got? How many OCs and then the second? Oh, so yeah, so th- three OCs. The second one that I don't share with Ryan, yeah, it's hovering the one fifties. It's tough league. Um, everybody, let's see, I have there's five five guys with eighty three or more points. It's like a real bunched up kind of league. Um, and I'm okay in that one. I just dropped Eovaldi. Um, I, you know, got got fifty six pitching points. Really good there, like. Can't really make any more ground on only in saves. Um, yep. so again, right, I'm just trying to cycle through my bats. Um, it's been a it's been a never ending chase for specific um parts of my lineup, and it's been, I guess, a little frustrating. Melendez has been a little you know underwhelming. Josh Nell has been great, but um, Dude, I guess Melendez that- is a guy I uh, I have so many shares and. I just feel like the results should be better. You know, he's hitting the ball pretty hard, and I know it's a tough stadium, but uh, I'm probably just going to go back in on him next year. But uh, I feel your pain, I guess, is what I'm saying on him a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little underwhelming, obviously. Yeah, a little underwhelming. And I've just had some weeks where I didn't start Jack Jack Winsky, who's going nuts, you know. It's like you just got to start him because he hits homers. And I'm just chasing certain parts of my offense here that, um, you know, uh, I feel good about my pitching. It's going to be good about the season. I just dropped the Evaldi because, like I said, I'm 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 above in the pitching points, and I just don't think he's going to come back strong or as effective to pitch for a 12 team league. And I may be wrong, but I don't really need him on the team. I think I'm so. dropping him in in uh, one of my OCs this week too. I, yeah. I just need to make that tough decision, and right. you know, it's it's at that point of the year where. You know, maybe he comes back and he's the guy that he was earlier, but I don't know when that's going to be, and I just need that right. spot right now. 100%. And, like, is he going to come back as uh, uh, Nate the in, in the beginning of the year, or is he going to come back as, like, Miles Mikolas that he has been recently? <laughs> like, yeah, like the good Miles two Mikolas. thirds, four <laughs> runs, you know, two walks, yeah. four, Because I already six. have Mikolas to be Mikolas. Yeah, I don't need shit. <laughs> He's got that damn Mission Impossible mask on. He's like ripping it off, and it's like, oh, oh shit, God. it's not Evaldi. Uh, I love that guy, and yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I need to be able to um, make better improvements in my offense in this league, and have a lot of good plays. It's just 
really the only soul there right now who's carrying me in, in power. So I just need to hopefully land the rest of the season power bat. I do have, and this is not just because me not being active or not being aggressive. I have a ton of money left in this league. Um, I have like 300 bucks. So oh, nice. <laughs> two, that two, feels like 298. And uh, the guys around me have 49 and three. 153. So hopefully I can um trust the guy with three is Heber League. Uh hopefully I can, you know, just <laughs> yeah. nail the best free agents left that are that that I need to make me better. And that'll be my bump up. My third and final OC is a 750 OC that I drafted in Las Vegas. Um one of the most fun drafts that I've ever had in my life. Um to start off the draft, uh, Mr. James Tomini, who won the main event overall in uh, 2020. Uh, awesome dude himself um, brought us all out to lunch after the um, me, Griffin, Benger, and Phil and himself went out for lunch afterwards. It was great times. And he started off the draft with a story. He like, told a story, um, and it was fascinating. It was such a different intro to uh, – you know, a baseball draft, but yeah, it's just a really, really tough league. Um, it's definitely a difference drafting a 750 OC live than drafting a 350 online. <laughs> Lindy's in it. Jay Z, Jeff Zimmerman, um, Tanner oh, Bell. Lose, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, Dave Klum, Kamatola is in it. Sean Childs, Lindy Hinkleman, Bogle, just a really, really stacked, Really stacked league, and it's do you have a chance at cashing in that one? I do, I do actually. I got a can. Nice. I, I got a chance. I'm um, I'm in second, uh, seventy six and a half. Jay Z's behind me with seventy four, and James Tomini seventy three and a half. Griffin's in first with seventy nine. It's bunched up, but Jay Z's got the hammer, and um, that's kind of scary. So um, see what happened. Ellie's is the only league I got him in a fab league, and it's not all due to stolen bases, but I, there is there's a direct correlation from the week that I picked him up and the yep. points I had to the points I have now <laughs> with him. <laughs> and it's just, oh, yeah, I mean, even if it's not him, I'm just saying it's him. <laughs> I mean, he's been uh, whatever you paid for him, obviously, he's he's paying yeah. off for sure. Yep. Um, so this one's going to be interesting. Uh, same thing. I, I need hitting, I have only 28 and a half. Hitting points. It's been the usual theme for me this this year and last year too. I didn't last year I didn't draft enough power. This year I didn't draft enough power. So I don't I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> so I got to uh, dude. I feel like I my teams that are doing bad in the OCs. It's average, and that was kind of my problem last year. Where still did all right, but average was the weakness. So I thought coming in this year, you know, different different attack and. God, I got some shit teams with average. I'm like, what did I not learn? You know, clearly I learned nothing because I don't understand, you know, how I still whipped. But uh, I guess we'll. Last year I was doing a 24. Last year I was doing a good job of being cutthroat, and this year I got, I got soft on my 12 guys again. I'm treating them like 15 teamers, and uh, <laughs> I got to get out of that mindset. You know, I, I, I don't know what happened, but um, it, it happens, man. Okay, so you're feeling good. Mains in the the OCs. We'll, we'll touch really quick on the DCs. I won't uh, nag you too much on these, but let's just no, talk about. Cool. Yeah, I like, I like talking. Like DCs. one, one, one player that you you hit on. Like who's the guy that? And we don't need to talk about like maybe the early round people, but you know a later round guy that you loved and it's totally just paying out big, you know, in a big way for you. 
who's is there like a, a common denominator of a guy that you own on a few that's really Davy value hmm okay in 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 dc season uh, you gotta go way back dude because you're a degenerate you were that da- you're drafting in, like, in august july of that yeah i know i know it's it's late you know what are you doing now it's just um uh so it's interesting um i have um let's see i want to i want to get a full full number I, I forget times but i have some teams that are my own and then i have some teams uh with um jim ferrari uh teamed up doing some draft champion so i was uh did seven of those so you'll see you see a, a ferrari rd it's uh that that's me and jim team and um i have i think you and i are in one together i can't remember yes because i i texted you and i'm like oh nice pick and you had no idea i snuck up on a few people like that because basically i was doing the you know i'm doing i'm managing the team um and it's 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 cool it's 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 fun and um i snuck up on a, a a few people that way so 14 dcs overall seven of my own and um, okay, so I don't, nice. I don't have, um, I think what I did good this year with not trying to get too much of a lot of players, but the most owned player I have in DCs is, is, is Julian. Um, I have, I have 11 of him across 14 DCs. Um, but I think Stott, I got, I got six, six shares of Stott. You know, I got about 40% Stott. He's Great been value, fan- yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic value. Was really high on him. Um, I got sixty percent, forty percent of Paredes, um, and there's this those multi eligibility of those oh, two. And, yeah, it's been really huge. Um, Finding bodies, man, can just be a challenge at some point. Yeah, else. so that flexibility is like, I think it's something I definitely like undervalued at first, like the first year or two I did DCs. But then when you see when you just get bent over with injuries sometimes, you're just like so bad. you're yep. just starting the worst guys who maybe mm-hmm. are playing twice a week or you take a zero. It's just brutal. Yep. Totally, totally agree, man. Um and then um Hassan Kim is another one of my highest owned players and actually across across all all leagues, he's like my my oh, uh, man. he's been good. My third uh most owned player. And a lot of a lot of um, a lot of DC and Gladiator Trent Grisham, <laughs> and he may not be he he might not be lighting the world on fire, but for where he was um, as an outfielder five <laughs> type, is he plays every really, day? I mean, yeah, he plays every day. He runs. He has some power, and and you know, people might hear them be like, "Oh, he's he sucks," but it's just where where you get a guy and how you build a team. That's the thing too i was building my teams where i was picking outfielders later on i was kind of zagging when everyone was digging for oh you gotta draft outfielders early you know and well yeah and it's not <clears> realistic <throat> to have 14 just you know, <laughs> studs, right i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. we all love it but it's you're gonna be starting guys who are just mad and that's all right like as long as they can you know slowly add up some runs rbis whatever i mean you're gonna take it right because you, you look around the league sometimes and it's just some teams are just hammered by injuries and like you said if you can do a good job just add depth and throwing those guys in when you need them it goes a long ways yeah without a doubt and um let's see who else i have um spencer strider 
You know, he's my um, my second. Him. Yeah, heard of her, heard of him. He's <laughs> um, let's see, I got uh, in DC twenty six percent of him, so it's not a not a whole bunch, but I don't like my um, in DC JT Brubaker. I, I have the most. 53% shares of, and that's just, I had a I, lot of group. I had a lot yeah, too. And I was like, so he was okay. a no brainer. Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, I pick 500. It's like, he's, he's the last projected guy for over 140 innings. Who's semi good. <laughs> so it was always, you know, <laughs> brew breaker, rich no, hill. No. They, they were kind of attractive, you know, last, um, and I and got, you know, you know, you kind of hope like, could he got traded? I mean, it's, you know, you yeah. never know, like, right. Um, I got, I got five shares of the 33% of fought. Um, I had 33% of Rasmussen, so that's hurt, and 33% of Hunter Green, and then uh, Matt's, Matt and Strider with, with those guys. Hey, as Matt's, well. Matt's at least giving you some second half value here. He's been yes. uh, pitching pretty good, man. Yes, but I, when I really look, and you know, this is this hit me too when I was um, in Vegas and we were kind of analyzing each other's drafts. It's really a cool part of Vegas, especially, you know, I had the guys that I talk to consistently every day. So I was constantly um, in the back watching drafts. You know, I was watching Phil's draft. I was watching, um, you know, Toby. And we would just talk and we would just be talking and, um, you know, talking about Strider. I was trying to get him. And it's not every single league in Fab Leagues, even though I should have. That was like, I really wanted to do that. But I think I want to not invest too much there. But I just remember happening to pull up my – my sheet. I have like a master sheet where I have all my draft, you know. So I'm entering my recent draft, and um, I remember like looking at my DCs and being like, "Man, it, sometimes we don't actually look back um, in until a certain point. We're like, wow, I got this guy here, right? I got this guy here, and so I'm looking at my Spencer Striders, right? And uh, I happen to show Toby." It, we were sitting in the back of the hall, and he's like, and he didn't draft, you know, all of all the early season. He took off, and he just wanted to, you know, um, not do baseball, and just started drafting when it got closer to the season. And he's like, "You got Spencer Strider at pick thirty-eight? I'm like, "Yep." Oh man, what a gift, dude! <laughs> just all the different, um, man, all the different shares: thirty-eight, thirty-one, um, and I just thinking in my head, what was everybody thinking? <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, I get it. The, the early on, I understand. You know, it's, with some of those like middle round guys, you're trying to really figure out like how the market's going to kind of gravitate towards towards them. But like somebody like Strider, it is kind of wild to think that he would have fell to almost forty at any point. I mean, wild, that just seems wild. Insane. You know, because I knew when main event comes, even in even in DC season, I knew when main event came, I was picking Strider in the first round. Like it was him or Cole. If yep. if I went pitcher, I knew it, but I wasn't gonna start picking him and you know at the seventeenth pick in a DC. But that yeah. was my best. That's that's my best DC. My last one that I did is fifth overall right now, and it's lined up pretty well to have a shot. Uh, got my buddy Steve Weimers right behind me with two teams because it wouldn't be a DC overall. Steve didn't have seven teams in the top one hundred. Um, we all know that. And yeah, but this is. is this is my. One of my best builds all season had the first pick. I got Acuna, then Hader, Strider on the wheel, um, and then Urias, Corbin oh, Carroll. 
By the way, I forgot that that was you. Again, the Ferrari threw me off. But when you're like fifth, I was like, oh, I missed that, that you had won that high, man. That's, that's yeah, awesome. So, yeah. So if you if you do the control F and you do the, the, the a Ferrari RD, um, you'll catch a couple more that are kind of lingering in the top 150-ish. Um, okay. And I don't know where where the one we're in together. Who, who's, who's winning that one? Um, you, I think you might be. That's one of my worst, man. My my team kind of sucks. I think I'm at like eighth in that one. I think you're up second. Is that a four, honey? Is that a four, honey? No, that's not a four, honey. I think that was just it's a not a four, honey. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it the one? Uh, let's see. I, I I was just looking at it before. Now I forgot which which league it actually was. Um, yeah, you're. Uh, or no? Oh, there you are, okay, Nikolai. Actually, you're in ninth. Yeah, dude, it's one of my worst teams. I think, but that's all right. Yeah. They're in ninth. I'm in first, uh, 140th overall. But this, all right, this Rob, te- we get, we get it, we get it. You're beating me. No, I'm just kidding. This is the team <laughs> that I really love, though. I and I, I look back at it, and it was just, oh man, beautiful. Except for Raddy, Raddy, Tellez. We won't go to Raddy Tellez, but just the top of the draft, like Acuna, right. Acuna one overall, and then Hater Strider at the wheel, Urias, Corbin Carroll at the next wheel, and then Brian Reynolds and Wander, and then Blake yeah, Snell and Taylor start, Ward. <laughs> Fucking and then I had two duds in Rally and Telez, but um, Jonathan India, Heaney Gray, Estevez in round sixteen, Bryson Stott at two forty, Kathan Kim at two seventy, Solaire oh, at two seventy one. Just really, really nailed it. Like this week, it's such a tough team because these are the teams I really struggle with the most when um, you have so much depth on a team. I'm sure you have a couple of teams, right? A couple of your DCs where. You may just look. It's like, wow, I have I have four regular outfielders on my bench, you know. And some of the, you'll have teams like that, and yep. those are the hardest teams to set lineups for, you know. Um, no, no, I'm always surprised when I'm like setting pitchers, and I look down and I'm like, man, I got like yeah. five guys that are on my bench that are making starts that right. are in my lineup because you go to some teams right. and you just you just you know it's like I love shit, to I got to start Jordan Lyles because it's he's the only. Uh. Fresh arm, I got man. Like, Joe Jimenez, like Joe Jimenez, just yeah. because he's active. <laughs> and then, and then you go to another one, and it's like I loved Cutter Crawford, and it's like he's on my bench in some because my my pitching is actually pretty good. And yeah. I'm like, man, do I you know do I start him? Do I actually keep him on the bench? And I don't know. I right. love looking at those DCs, man. Like I was looking I love at one the other day, and I had Justice Sheffield on no. my bench, and I was like, oh my what? goodness, I'm like, what did I do here? Like I don't Justice. even remember drafting him. Like Jesus I don't know why Christ. I would have. Were those one of those moments where it was like, was I hammered when I did this? And you know, right? Hammered just, or doing like three slow drafts at once and for just losing it. It had know? to have been what it is because I'm like, he would have never been on my radar. No. I'm like, how the hell did he get on my team? Jesus, Justice Sheffield. Yeah, no, I yeah. really that, that's my favorite thing about DC. Just looking at that, you know, when you really nail it and you get that deep bench, uh, like on this team this week. Um, not like they're stud pitchers, but. Like like you mentioned, on some teams, these guys are starting all day for me. It's uh, I got Fott, Nelson, Mitch Keller, Sonny Gray. <laughs> they're, they're on the bench for me this week. It's just, just like one of those teams that's really um, just depth all the way through. Uh, it's just pretty wild. And even the bats. Like I, I have 84 bench homers. I went through all my DC teams. It was definitely the most by, by about 20 home runs compared to any one of my other teams. And um, it's not just because I'm picking the wrong guys. It's, <laughs> it's so many quality regulars that I have just consistently playing on the bench. And uh, 
it's it's a good problem to have. But I again at lineup time at this 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 team takes me the most. It takes the longest because I, I'm so I go the extra mile with every matchup with every single yeah. you know player because every single stat matters so much more now that you're at the you know near the top. So. But this is all the reasons why I love this, man. It's just such a chase. It's such a puzzle to do. It's the best feeling. Oh, this you know? is each week, man. It just like the adrenaline kicks up more. It's mm-hmm. it's a rush when you start to like hang out towards the top in any way. Like if you see your name in the top 25, 50, whatever, it's the, the, the more the weeks pass, it gets a little more real and it uh, a little, you know, your butt clinching time and you're just overanalyzing <laughs> everything like you everything. said and yeah. freaking it's fun, man. It's great. So. Uh, I'll have to keep an eye on that team here as as the, the year winds down. But lastly, Gladiator, too. Speaking of overalls, I think you got a chance in that, don't you? Don't you have a squad up in the Gladiator? Or am I wrong? I, yeah, I think I had one. It kind of flopped recently. Um, it's skinless grapes? No, it's not that one. No, it's vegan turkeys. Um, <laughs> got a bunch Were of crazy Were you in like, the top ten, or am I wrong on that? Yeah, yeah, I was – third pretty much the whole year right behind Gialdi and Robert Orr. Um, and I just, it just slipped. It just took a tumble. Um, I got a chance to just be, be around there. And it's even if I just, um, you know, I got, I got like, yeah, I got like six, five teams in the top 50. It's just, it's an interesting format. I can't wait to dive into it next year. Um, because I, I probably gonna, you know, have a decent cash rate in these. So I think I, I have somewhat of a good system and approach toward it. And I, I just can't wait to pull back and see what, what did the best. And if there was any pattern, if there's any consistency in the better builds versus the worst builds, uh, did the, you know, did the two closer version do not, as, not do as good as the three closer and try to see all hey, that. I was going to ask you, is there, have you, have you had any time or are you two probably focused on other leagues to kind of look of, at yeah. what do you think a best strategy going forward in this format? Cause I did a couple too and I debated on, you know, two closers, three closers. I saw some people say they got four, four. Um, That's my favorite. Yeah. Every time I went with the, and it had, it's not technically four closers. It's, a lot of it was so the one that's tenth. It's Fairbanks, Evan Phillips, Jason Adam, and David Robertson. So when we did this in November, David Robertson was a free agent, right? Um, yeah. But I kind of speculated on him going back to Philly, one or getting a job, right? And he was my last pick um, in I think two different drafts. Where I drafted and again, it's, it's only twenty three rounds. If anyone's not familiar with the Gladiator, you just pick your starting team, fourteen bats, nine pitchers, and it's roto style with whatever they do. That's it. No subs. That's it. Um, no fab. So yeah, which I, is the refreshing part, man. As somebody yeah, who does too much fab, like so refreshing, I appreciate right? even though my my gladiators aren't doing very good, but it's still fun to just have a team you can glance at once a week, stress free because you're just you know you don't have any control over it right after after the draft. So it's it's kind of absolutely. Nice it's 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 really cool and like I no I've 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 spent. Not a lot of time, but like some time here and there, just looking at the teams and just looking at my team specifically. And the thing is, um, you know, I had specific things that I wasn't afraid to do. I wasn't afraid to pick injured pitchers or the, you know, the not injured pitchers at the moment, but the quote unquote old riskier, the Scherzers, the Verlanders or the Grom ish, um, because 
it's it's a very low minimum inning threshold, 185, and I just felt that sometimes in fab leagues you get a guy like let's just say Max Scherzer, and he he gets hurt, right? And then you're replacing him with uh, a worse player, and your stats are getting not better, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, on the flip side, if I can just I thought if I can just get the best 120 innings of those guys who might get hurt. It's fine. And if they get hurt, I'm not bringing them down with fucking Jordan Lyles, like you said. <laughs> you, know, you, you just, you, you, you know, so, and I didn't want to go, a lot of people were doing very, very early closures and early and often. So, again, I just try to, sometimes I go with it, you know, I think that's why it's cool to do a decent amount of draft, not so, so many, but just to, um, Try different things out, and my approach was sometimes I went for it early, closer. I think I got maybe one or one class A, but I tend to tend to find myself in the middle more, and definitely at the end. So it was it was a lot of Kimbrough at the end of drafts, um, because he was going like the last couple of rounds. It was heavy Evan Phillips and Jason Adams, just the ten the ten save eight win types, right, with great ratios. Um, so I thought like if you can just get great ratios from four guys and a, a decent amount of saves where I can come in fifth, fourth, fifth, you know, yep. uh, sixth and just get enough points to stay in it and just win the league. Cause I think a lot of people, and it's fair, you know, everyone it's like, Oh, I'm only playing for the overall. That's their prerogative. Like I'm only playing for the, I'm only playing for the overall. And like the actual win, you know, the actual return for a league win is, pretty decent so i i I thought it was always odd that that only what a lot of people said they were playing for because it's um i don't know i just felt like if you can you know do well in like four or five of them and then just have a team that may be the you know the winner would have been okay so i just enjoyed doing them and i really enjoyed that for 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 Four relievers, two closers, two setup type of guys who can land in some saves. Um, obviously, you just need those those five starters to be really good for you. Um, I got Wheeler, Gausman, Javier, Gilbert, and Morton on that team with Fairbanks, Phillips, Adams, and Robinson. So it's a nice blend. His team just though took a dive recently. Um, just my back end hitting. I don't know why the fuck I picked Gene Segura and Yohan Mankata, but to me it just <laughs> it was like a volume game, you know, with your worst picks at off. They were my last picks on offense, and at that point yeah. it was just basically like, well, besides my second catcher, but at that point it was just all right. Let's just pick guys who play or usually have jobs and you know are playing. That we won't talk. Oh, about I think Yohan. my guy for pitching was uh, I think I had Dre Jameson on like every one of my. Oh, gladiators and was just hoping James. he was gonna get you know that fifth spot or something yeah. it just hasn't happened but yeah but this is gonna be pretty cool next year and i'm i'm looking yeah I'm i did ex- i did the all-star break ones too um oh how those sitting they were they were good um they i saw was... you got elia like some ridiculous price <sighs> right am i making this up no you're not making it up i got ellie i got strider Eighth overall, and then Ellie twentieth. Yeah, that, I mean that shocked me. I mean, I saw I think the debate online on 
I don't know if Phil piped in, but, you know, people discussing like, you know, where, where should Ellie go? You know, I didn't have the answer, but I was like, well, there's no way he's getting out of like the top seven or eight. Right. And when I heard he went to 20, I was like, got that. You got that. You got that pull hitter magic, man. Strider at 38, Ellie at 20. Yeah. Crazy. And and that I did, that was the first draft. Um, They did a second chance one at Memorial Day. And then they did the all-star break ones at the all-star break. And I did the first two on, on on one night, the back to back with Jason DuPont. We were both in them. And, and then in the second one, I, I had this, I think the eighth pick again, and Strider went before me, and I just took Ellie at eight. <laughs> I was like, this is fun. <laughs> and I know, see, there's the disconnect between, um, like, really understanding numbers and math and how it, how like, it's a numbers game that we're playing. It's a collection of stats. And it gets too hung up on, like, picking out his biggest flaws on Twitter, like the ground ball percentage, the ground ball percentage, and he can't lift, he can't lift. And it's, you just, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. Like if you, even if you just pull down uh, his projections and you just go to, I don't know, like the 50th percentile projections, which is what they're doing, right? Um, What's he at right now? I'm just going to, I'm just going to head over to Cincy, and just look at his Steamer 600 update, right? Steamer 600 update is 22 and 30 in a full season. And I don't, I think that's underselling the stone bases by a shit ton, um, a, a, oh, a, a whole shit ton. Um, he, so Bat X has him projected for rest of season 10, right? Rest of season 10, and he already has 17. So that would put him like 27 stolen bases in 350 at bats. So yeah, I mean, when you're talking 20 and 55, like what Acuna is doing now, and that's not a lock. It's not, it's not a, it's not a lock, but it, it, it's within the range of his projections already, already is what the projections are saying too. Like, (laughs) and then just let this kid get better. That ballpark. I mean, the guys around him, they're young. They're 100% possibly going to improve. I mean, yeah. the ups. Sure, does he have holes? Absolutely. The kid's young, and he might always have some holes. But yeah, you know, that's already he's a freak. I mean, you can't overlook. I think the the combo of the raw power and the just insane speed. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, I I know a lot of people pointed out the, you know, J Rod didn't really take a step forward, and that's the kind of like a pitfall. And like, but the, he's gonna be. So much more on the base path than people realize, <laughs> and that alone, um, you know, is just gonna, it's just gonna, it's gonna carry you in so many spots. You know, you can get him in the first round and really can worry about getting some stone bases later on. You don't even have to worry about hitting it with the next two picks if you don't want to. Hundred percent. So that, I'm gonna transition into transition. I have a group of players here, man. Yeah, and let's go. This I think the Ellie sparks it really well. I just want to talk. They're mostly younger guys, couple pitchers, couple hitters, and we're you know put the crystal ball on. Yeah, where crystal does the ball. Hitter think uh, these guys go next year, man. And really quick before I even get to these guys, give me your five second answer on Ellie. Where does he go first round? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First top 100. top five, top six. 
Top five. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, for my early, for my early analysis right now is that a couple weeks ago, or or I should say the Memorial day ish um, projections, rest of season, SGP, all that shit put like Acuna and Tatis kind of close. And Acuna has distanced himself in the projections and projected OPS, everything. And, And, and it's and it's because of how he's doing, but it's also because Tatis has lost a little bit of thump in the bat. Like the exit velocities, the battles are a little a little bit lowish from his previous career. Still one of the best in baseball, but not his ish. So I think he's pulled back a little bit, and I think him, Ellie, um, Corbin Carroll. You have to you have to throw him in there. You have to throw in Cal as being in the mix for the top five, top six, and then you got Strider and Cole will still be there as a mix. And a sneaky guy already is like people are going to be talking about them and Kyle Tucker and Bobby Witt are just going to be sitting in the back half of the draft with Freddie Freeman again and Mookie Betts again. And man, it's so exciting, you know. And you, oh, it's it's it's, it's going to be a blast. But yeah, Ellie top top five, top eight. You shouldn't go past eight. My yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, so, You're going to spend up for him and Acuna in an auction. Just spend 50 bucks on each. Uh, you'll get you'll get 100 and, you'll get get hundred and ten steals. Somebody's going to do it, man. Oh, somebody's going to uh, do it. I know. It's going to be fun. Dude, I got an OC team that – I'm going to try not to get off base here, but I got Acuna, Tatis, and Corbin Carroll, and Jazz just came off the uh, IL. Man, I have so pretty. many stolen bases. Wow. And – but the pitching, the pitching just kind of sucks in it. So it's it's not as good as you would think. But um, anyway, so this this next guy for next year, you're talking to young kids. I'm going to give you a little bit of stats here, and then I want to hear your thoughts on it. So for his last 50 games, definitely kind of turned a corner. He's got a max EV and hard hit that both are in the 90-ish percentile. Striking out a little bit too much still, but the walks are pretty damn good. Right now, over those last 50 games, if you go at, let's just say, 150 games, he'd be at about 90 runs, 40 homers, 100 RBIs, double-digit steals, prime lineup spot. This player would be Gunnar Henderson, Rob. Mm. How are we feeling about uh, Mr. Gunnar going into next year, who started off super slow and now is just, I think, turned into the guy, you know, the prospect that we all kind of thought he was going to be with, with Corbin Carroll coming into the year. Without a doubt, he's um, a guy that was struggling pretty well. And because could have been very in tune with the playing time stuff, because that's one of the things that I'll talk about in my daily pod, as you know, just kind of recognize the patterns in playing time. And um, just like really being in tune with what these guys are doing on a day-to-day basis. And with Gunner, I just remember it started with the lineup pod that I do and consistently kind of mentioning him. He was one of the guys that I constantly brought up early because he was sitting versus lefties and we kind of you know had to get a gauge of whether we should start him in a DC or not um, on certain weekends or the Monday to Thursday. And little by little, I started to notice um, his impact on the ball being a little better, his swing decision being a little better. And I just remember one time pulling up his rolling average graphs and, Obviously, we want to see larger sample sizes. So it's like 30 to 40 games are usually better for stabilization purposes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to go to that micro level of pulling out 10 games, 15 games, and kind of see what it's doing within that. And I saw really 
you know, all all the metrics you like to look at were all making gains. And that that second chance Memorial Day gladiators were happening. And I got them on, I think, three, two of the three I did, or maybe all three at the pick 220, 240. Everyone was down on him. You know, he went 100 in the main, you know, and everyone yeah. was just like he, you know, um, I guess we could look at it through. You know, through it's the April, he had two homers. May he had three homers, and he was batting two hundred. So you can you can see why he oh, was. Oh yeah, going, he was shitting the bat early on for sure. Yeah, so I pick him, and and everyone was like, oh, you know, saying some stuff, and I was like, ah, this stuff that's rising, it's popping right now. You guys don't even see it. And then like the next several weeks, he just was ripping it, and I just became such a big fan. And then I went to the to the Baltimore game with my brother, and that was an experience too to be at a stadium with fans who are so in tune with this young, awesome squad dynasty that's about to happen. And yeah, the, it's fun to see. The, it was so electric there. And I got Gunner was the ball screamed off his bat. So anyway, um, fast forward to now where he's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, um, what do you think next year? Where does, where does he go? If you had to predict, I know it's early, you know, I would have to say, Let's look at last year's ADP for a second. Let's kind of just look at pockets of offense that you may predict him in, because it's all about those waves, right? In the draft, it's these kind. It's it's this archetype of a player, and then it's this, then it's this. Um, yep. What do you say? Like, um, all right, I'm looking at it right now. Luis Robert Jr. Where last year went 50. You think that's too high? About right. I don't think it's too high. I think Corey Seager I, you know 52. What? You know, when I did this, I uh, I kind of just threw out a number in each guy here that we're going to talk about. And, and I did have like that 50-ish range kind of mm. written down as just a, a rough guess. But I wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and I think if anything, you know, maybe even a little higher. But I think that's a good range for him to be in. There's Albies, there's Robert, there's Seeger. This was last year. So I could see similar skill set there. Roll this, um, I don't know, let's go see it at 65 um, O'Neill Cruz, 68, similar kind of, you know, 20. Because right now, with his rest of the season, bad X projection plus his year to date, he's, go, he's coming out to be 25-10. And that's kind of what those profiles are right in that range. The Luis Robert, the Ozzy, you know, the Ozzy Albi. That was coming into this year. So mm-hmm. I, I think right around there is is probably going to be the spot for him. Yeah, no, I think that's a good spot. I think he can be worth – I think, he's, you know, still got some upside, obviously, of this young – Hundred prime lineup spot, great, you know, some good young guys, Adley and stuff that's gonna be around him for a while. So, yeah, man, I think Gunner's. It's it's fun to see these guys who you know had this uh, big hype behind them, and you, you kind of feel for them at first, right? Because they're struggling, and then boom, it's just like the kid got it, and it's it's gonna be mm-hmm. fun to watch. I think so. All yeah, right, man. Play, player number two, this player, Rob, he's got a WRC plus of one thirty four, currently. Sitting at seven homers, 23 steals. Uh, he sits against lefty still. He's <sighs> second in the AL in doubles, which I know most people are like, who gives a shit about doubles? But this person is Jaron Duran of the Red Sox. I'm personally a big fan of Duran. I want to hear your thoughts on, do you think what he's been doing lately? Um, another big prospect, a little older. He's 26 now. Do you think he's kind of turned the corner himself? Do you yeah. – He's hitting leadoff. Uh, like I said, he's not playing against lefties, but do you see this carrying over into next year? And if so, kind of, again, where do you see him falling in drafts? Is he somebody you're interested in? Uh, uh, what do you think about Mr. Grant? 
Oh, I've been a, I've been, I've been a believer since the beginning of the, like, you know, from when he just really started getting going. Um, you could see the difference in his approach. You could see the difference in his impact on the ball, and you could see it just watching him. He had a different energy to him than he did last year, where maybe he felt like he just wasn't ready. And um, it, it's a guy that is so pivotal to their team, I think as well. He's such an electric player. He's got 7-23 and 23 right now, like you mentioned, um, with projected rest of the season 4-8. and eight. So I'll put him at 10-30. and 30. Um, And I think with, with the ability, you know, to tap into a little bit more power, you know, it's only a 6% power rate at a 112 uh, max EV, but I think the pull percentage can come up. Uh, pull fly balls and come up just those things but those that's the approach he got away from because he was getting you know two power locked in but either way 40 stolen bases 30 to 40 stolen bases at the top of a red sock lineup i would love to see him get into everyday pt i think that would catapult him to um you know and i also gotta remember too that would be like uh that would be 10 and 30 and he's got 315 plate appearances with a projected 150 more so that's 465 you know, that's seven and 30 and 465. And that's because of, you know, not playing versus um, all pitchers. But I really, I really love him as a player. I think he should be playing every day. I think that they should find ways to squeeze him in versus some lefties. I know he's been bad versus them, but um, I don't know. Kind of electric. Like you said, field. man, he, I watch the game sometimes. He's so aggressive on the base passes, like whether it's him stealing or, you know, trying to turn a routine single into a double. And it just brings this energy, I feel like, to the uh, every live play. Like, I'm watching him, and I just love how kind of chaotic he is on the base paths. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed watching him, I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah. if you were thinking next year, where do you think he lands uh, in drafts? Yeah, so I was going to say, too, the one thing and the one area that a little bit concerned is that his exit velocity on fly balls is like in the 15th percentile right now of the league. And last year it was in the 73rd percentile of the league. So um, I think, you know, I would, again, though, that just may be the approach that he's taken, but I still think that there's room for him to impact the ball a little bit more in the year. And that just may bring him to more home runs. I'm looking at, um, yeah, I'm just going to throw out some comps from last year. Um, I have to say he's going to be – I guess you're going to have to really make a bet on him getting enough PT, and that will change his value because it's hard to pick a part-time guy so high, but it's also too really hard to pass up on those kind of numbers. So would like a – Because like – I agree. I think he's got a 1540 in him possibly. And if he's sitting at the top of the lineup, you know, can he get 90 some runs? Not a, you know, I think a solid average. I mean, he's not going to hit 313 like he's hitting now, but could he hit 275? You know, is, is, is that like, um, is he a top 70? I guess he's right on that fringe for me. That was the number I was getting to like 90 ish, 110 ish. I'm just looking at, some of the guys around there, you see a Buxton at 94. You see a Brian Reynolds at 98. <sighs> so what's see, the yeah. difference? I was actually talking to Keaton about this. We were talking about him earlier. Between somebody like him, 
in the playing time a little bit, but then like Jake McCarthy coming into this year. You know. Okay. All right. That's a great that's a great comparison because yeah, that's actually a pretty similar projection. Um type. And obviously we don't want him to, to, to come out swinging like McCarthy did this year, but I think you know, a little bit of pop and you're hoping for forty steals, right? And um if he hits the top of the lineup, I mean that just adds value as we know. But there is there is yeah. That's actually a great comp because there is risk too. <laughs> you know, just like there was with McCarthy. Yeah. Um, I don't think maybe as much. He, I mean, McCarthy for the rest of the season projects like uh, 100 WRC plus, or nine, uh, yeah, 100, and Durant at 108 from that X. So it's a similar of a steam as 99 on Durant. So I guess this, they are. They are have a similar um, approach. I just think that up to this year, I would have probably thought that Durant had more, you know, imp- hard impact on the ball. I think he has to get better. Back at because he's jacked, man. You think he's gonna hit the ball way harder than he does? I think the dude's yeah. like, looks like. But you could just see like the zone contact went from eighty one to eighty eight to ninety one. Um, the O swing thirty eight, thirty four to thirty two. You know, so it's it's he's making legit steps in all the right things we see. People will point to the four or three Babbitt. You know, that that's fair, but he's also fast, super fast, and he hits you know forty two percent ground ball. So that's. Babbitt isn't going to fall too low. So, yeah, okay. I, I like that. Maybe that 100 area is probably, you know, um, the good range, maybe 75 for the stands who think he's going to be complete, um, you know, full-time guy or step forward, right, in in, mm-hmm. in his 20, 27 next year. So that's a good season. Yep. And there'll be – the draft where he goes 120 for people who just think he's going to be maybe a Jake McCarthy, you know, and there's some yep. risk there. So that's a good one though. I like the Jaron Duran. I love these names so far. You, you're pulling up some really, really solid, um, solid things. All right, man. So next, next guy here. So another young guy called up this year. Currently I'm just using 150 games as just a quick baseline that we can go off of, but his pace right now would be 24 homers. About 112 runs, 86 RBIs, 17 steals. He's hitting 305. Statcast is is okay, uh, but he's in a good ballpark. This man is Mr. Matt McClain of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, how are we feeling about Matty McClain uh, going into next year? Um, obviously, a lot of power speed combo for the middle infield is huge. He's been, I mean, a potential league winner, honestly, this year for Fab, one of the best pickups he probably could have had. Do you think it carries over? Do you see some even more upside? Um, I love Matty McLean. I, I I just told you about those uh, gladiators I did, um, and um, I I got a lot of McLean. I got a lot of McLean in the fourth, fifth round. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I got him right now. Um, rest of season as hitter thirty two. Damn. Okay, so you're you're telling me what you think of. Okay, that's that's good to hear. That's that's yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's uh that's what I'll say about that. I think. Um, so what do you you got him as like a top fifty sixty player next year? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I can, that 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 would be a nice uh that would be a nice little target range, I guess. Maybe if I'm kind of uh, right about both of their end up like spots they end up Gunner and McLean. You can go yep. pitch in, uh, pitch in up top and start off with those two guys, and they'll be pretty good base. He's been really unbelievable. Uh, maybe the 
maybe the K percentage of the swing and miss is a little more than people want. And that's fair. Um, I, I could dig that. It, he's even projected for a little bit of swing and miss. But, um, you know, again, we'll go to what he has now versus projected rest of the season. And 17 and 22, we're looking at possibly ending up in about, hundred again, 450 at-bats. Uh, that's a that's a 2028 player-ish. Um, yeah, man. I I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I love his approach. Ten point four percent barrel rate. Uh, his zone contact is solid. Seventy seven percent doesn't reach. Um, so that's and 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 that's that's what that's the interesting thing. Like the K percentage is twenty seven point seven percent, but the swing and strike rate is nine point five. Usually the rule of thumb is like a little bit more than doubled. Maybe so. You maybe you would expect like a twenty percent out of him, yep. not a twenty seven point seven. So there's even room there for him to make more impact on the ball once he, uh, maybe maybe it's like a three two thing. Maybe it's a three two count thing. Any Toby. And that those Reds, man. I I just Sick. we just talked about Ellie. You got Do the him. Red Stack, Red Stack, I right? Mean, I I imagine one of my OCs that I you know <laughs> it's gonna be do next year. I'm just gonna. I mean, it sounds like a great time. Um, you know, get Votto in the last round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta have that old that, that token old guy. You know, just for good karma purposes. And he's been we great. We just talked about CS. I mean, uh, I love Fraley. I mean, platoon guy, but just there's there's a lot to like on that that offense. And I I don't know why they don't you know continue to improve. So. I think that top 50, I love 60 it. range for him is is great. So, um, no, this is good. Uh, I'm going to jump into a couple pitchers here quick. Yeah, This guy uh, – so this guy's tons of rookies this year, right, which I think has been fun. I felt like every week at the beginning of the year there was the new rookie, right, that everybody's just blowing their wad on. And it's just – this guy actually, you know, I think worked out until unfortunately he got capped. Uh, Mr. Yuri Perez of the Marlins, who sounds like he might be coming up here. We'll see what kind of run he gets when the Marlins call him back up. But where do you think he goes? I think we both would agree that his stuff is legit. His future is highly, highly going to be, I would, I assume very, the ceiling's super high, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's only 20. He's got, I think, about 90 innings this year between the pros and minors. He had 77 last year. So I think that's his biggest concern, right, is just, like, trying to figure out what's that number so you could safely, you know, try to place him in the drafts next year. So what what are your early thoughts on on him and, you know, where he's capped at maybe that limits uh, him, I guess. I guess we got to look at um... – Like, does he get to 135, 140 innings next year? I would love to see him do it. <laughs> it's just what I expect and, and what do I want to see? Two different things. He's going to be only 21 next year. And yeah, he's right now at the 88-ish, 89-ish and 75 yeah. last year. It's like 77 last year. So what could they push him to this year that you would feel comfortable with? 110. And then next year, I don't see any reason why he can't go 130, 140. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I'm I'm curious to see what they do with him here if they bring him back up. Is he, uh, you know, are they giving him 20 more innings? How many starts is he gonna do? Four? I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it. But yeah, um, see, I like looking at the Zips' uh, future. He's got a uh, 110 innings next year. That's interesting. Um, I I I think I think we'll see. 
no matter what we think we're going to see, I think that people are going to be in on it regardless of how many innings. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was I, so I, good there for, you know, what, like 10 games or whatever it was that people are not going to forget that. And uh, and I don't blame him. I mean, dude, he's exciting. We all like the new shiny toe, toy, right? He 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 was everything. as He was as advertised. You know, he was one of the guys I didn't get out of all the patch, like all the pitchers, the top pitchers. I got like a share of each one of those in fab and I didn't get any Yuri. And I was dude, like, me, me yeah. too. I think I have every guy except for him. Yeah, guy, guy's been fascinating, and and I have no, yeah, I I think I I talked about this with Maddie Modica on our pitching pod, but this we had that discussion about you know when you don't win a guy in Fab or you don't draft the guy and he's smashing and you you become the woogie, you know, you you become that yeah. guy to wish cast him doing not not well, and I I have not had that thought with Yuri. <laughs> he just he's I'm I love to see it. I I hope that they let him pitch. Um, from here on out and just see what he can get to. And yep. next year I'm looking at, I think you got to You got to say again, we'll go. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go past pick a hundred. Do you? No, um, I don't. I, I don't. I think, and I could be wrong. I might 60-ish? be 60-ish. Yeah. Too I was going right? does he get past like round five or six, like oh, in a 12? I mean, I just, I think, that upside is going to be so appealing. I can't take him there. And I'm not saying I, I haven't given it too much thought, but I, I don't know. I could see him really kind of like the Corbin Carroll effect this year. And it's worked out, but like where he started off maybe seventies. And then it's like the closer the season got, the hype grows, just goes, goes, and he just keeps going, keeps going. And then he's in round four all of a sudden, you know, or I don't know. (sighs) I'm looking at the pitches from last year. So in the mains we had, uh, McClanahan up at the 30s. You got Bieber, Castillo up at 44 ish. You got Caesar 50, Urias 55, um, Manoa 62, Jesus, Darvish 64, Gallon 66, Framber 68, Kirby 78. I guess that's a good range right around Kirby. Like, yeah, I think would fall who, would you rather like have, who would you rather have next year, Kirby or him? Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, Me too, brother. Kirby's just safe. He's just solid, man. He's, he's just, safe. Yeah, hundred percent. He's safe. He's solid. I think there's still that command is so good. That so good is going to be solid. Yeah, and um, and there's also a step forward for him. I think if he wants. Oh, to I think the strikeouts can go up. Yeah. yeah, if they want, like you if just, if he wanted to. But oh, that, and then you got Hunter Green. So like right around pick ninety two. So that's another second year player with a lot of you know good good young pitcher. Uh, not as young as Yuri was, but still a, a hype second year pitcher. So maybe that's that's a good range for him to be be around eighty ish, ninety ish. I right off like right now I'm thinking about it, I probably would be out on it at that range. Um yeah, I think so. No, I get you. I mean it's 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 tempting. I'll probably make sure I, you know, grab a share or two just because I'll do enough drafts, but I'm with you for the most <laughs> just... part I'll probably I mean I can't help myself, you know, it's like you gotta you got to have that one FOMO draft of, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you get get the young guy that's could just go nuts. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good good starting point. So the next guy I'm going to talk about is not as exciting, but you know, I think we're playing enough leagues where not every guy's exciting. You need that solid kind of just sturdy player, right? This guy had well up until last night in July, five games, one seventy eight ERA, point nine eight WHIP, Rob. 
about a strikeout per inning. Uh, projections are okay with them rest of the season, about a 4-2 and 1-2-5 whip. Sierra's 4-3 on the season. I know you're a big stuff plus guy. They don't love them. Um, <laughs> this is Mr. Tanner Bybee, um, mm. who, again, he's come out, coming off a nice streak. He's, you know, on a team that, uh, you know, handles their pitchers really well. Um, he'll be in the rotation for sure next year. Where do you, what do you think? Again, I know he's not super exciting, but I think on that team, they developed their pitchers pretty well. There could be some good value there. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see your thought on him and, you know, where does he fall next year? Hmm. This is a good one. This is an interesting one because, um, I like the fact that he's going to be 25 next year. Uh, I like the fact that he should probably, what be finding himself in the range to go 140, 150 next season, at least, right? Mm -hmm. Because of his age and his experience. So let's go into that. Um, I'm, again, I'll, I'm going to cheat by looking at last year, kind of get a range that I think he would fall into. No, I was doing that too. So I'm um, curious who you land on. Hmm. <sighs> Would it be too much to put him in that? And, and I mean, the thing is, he, he's been really exceptional, especially recently. He, he's been better. You know, he's, there's been some games where he pumped the velo up. Um, the pitch mix is altering, too. He's got the ability to go to a lot of different pitches and a lot of different counts. So I just love that fact of him. He's been hitting the four-seamer a little higher as well, a little better. He goes up and down with that, but I... So like he's pretty, it's pretty rejectable for me, you know. That to to like maybe get a little better from here. I'm gonna go maybe. Oof, let's say one sixty. Okay. One, okay. One sixty so... to one eighty, or is that too low? That's too low. Maybe higher. I don't think that's too low i mean so if we're looking at 160 last year what's that like jordan montgomery ish range uh yeah i got i got jordan montgomery here at 140 pablo 150 uh we had bassett 160 senga 160 singer tristan mckenzie 175 well he was hurt so he dropped down but yeah so those kind of guys hunter brown 190 um I guess maybe higher. I don't know. Am I, am I being, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard. It's hard. No. And I know this is an impossible thing, you know, no, no, it's, out, it's, 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 it's a good practice. It's kind of though. fun to think about, you know, just like, uh, you know, I was looking at somebody who's been pitching a lot better the second half. Brady Singer went like 190 last year, you know, Bybee, I think, even though they're rebuilding, I, I trust that organization more. I think, you know, I think Singer has some upside, but, you know, I think he should probably go before 190. Um, so I don't think your 160, 170 thought is way off base by any means. Um, I just, I, mean, again, I just checked. Yeah, I just checked my rest of the season and combined rankings. He's he's one 190, 185. Okay, actually. Okay. So, and yeah, I could see him projecting, you know, better and and, and taking a step. Yeah. So maybe that range. Yeah, and those guys, man. I mean, I just mentioned Jordan Montgomery, like. I know it's not the sexy pick in a draft, but man, Jordan Montgomery, I got him on a couple teams. He's he's been great. Like oh, he, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't need to be an MVP, right? He just just those solid dudes who just 
help maintain and stuff. Rack up the names and yeah. A lot of interesting guys in that range, you know, in the pictures, you got Lizardo. This is the, and and this is the main ADP. So Lizardo was was like lower um in DC season, but 120, Rasmussen 120, uh Giolito 130, Detmers 130, Peralta 135, Morton 137. This is a lot of different range of pitchers in uh, Bassett, Senga, Kyle Wright, uh, you know, and then in the back end, John Gray, Sonny Gray, Hunter Brown. Nathan Evaldi, interesting, interesting group. And, um, yeah, I would have to think that a lot of the picks in this range for your pitchers make a made or break your year. I don't know if you feel that way, yes. but a lot of my no, DC teams, yeah, totally yeah. Agree. these guys make made or break a lot of people's seasons. Like, if you had a Evaldi, if you were in an Evaldi, like, uh, you know, Ryan was, Nancio, he, he, yep got involved everywhere then all those dc teams when um what, what was his dc adp i'll pull that up real quick because that was way different i had two early, uh two, evaldi shares man and those are two forty two. yeah oh no sorry that was um just the last that was oh, it was a different part of the year sorry that was uh for February, he was 240 in February. DC Evaldi. If you got that pick, no matter how many more innings he's pitching the rest of the season, you've fucking it's nailed it. Yeah, it's a dub already. Yeah, 100%. 100% man. Or you could have had Jack Flaherty eight picks earlier. Future Cy Young winner now that he's on the Orioles. Jack Future Cy. Future Cy. Him and Fuji. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuji's kind of shit in, the, shit in the bed here lately, but that's all right. Uh, I still, still got to still... Fuji. <laughs> I, I do too, man. I I kind of want I, – I like them coming into the season, so I hope he maybe figures it out. But all right, one more picture uh, before we jump into some uh, different conversation here. This guy right now, Rob, is the 12th best pitcher on Rasball's Player Raider. He's got a 385 Sierra. Uh, coming off a stellar 2022 second half too. Are we buying Mr. Justin Steele? Because right now that guy, we talk about league winners, man. If you got that guy at the end of, you know, pick 300, whatever he was going, I mean, he's just been a stud. And yeah. do you think he continues this momentum now a year, over a year of seeing it? And if so, again, where do we see him maybe going in drafts? I swear there's something to these lefty, these crafty lefty types. Um, I'm convinced that the teams are training for these high velocity pitchers and no one knows how to hit Justin Steele and Eduardo Rodriguez. <laughs> and, you know, there's so many guys you can just add to the pile. Um, yeah. The lefty that throws like 93, you know? Yeah. But he's, he's got just, like the great slider, whatever. Yeah. He just, that's the thing. A lot of people thought, um, you know, you, you can't have just a slider as your best pitch. What are you going to do to throw the slider more? And, you know, he's, been adjusting, doing what he has to do. He's, he ramped up the cutter usage. Um, well, just introduced the cutter completely. And um, slider, it's, it, it's good. It works. He, he's the Something must be working for when the ball comes out of his hand and it must be hard to pick up for the batters. So it's, it's just, yeah. it's hard to explain those things, but he gets good chased on his pitches. The zone contact is pretty solid and it's just, how how long can you keep you know second guessing it? Um, I do like him. I I was I have only two shares of him in DCs, and both of them came on my first two drafts. 
And then I found, I don't know if you do this a lot. This is one of my flaws and I have to work on it. It's written down on my whiteboard, but I have to stop talking my way out of my early targets. Cause you know, you start drafting, you get in the room with people, it's October and you know, you're, you're just gathering what you can. You're making your, your leaderboard, your spreadsheet, you're looking at things and maybe you identify some targets like, oh, this guy stands out, this guy stands out. And then more information starts coming in, right? More people start writing articles. Uh, the forecaster comes out, the process comes out and mm-hmm. uh, new project. Oh, all of a sudden we got a projection system and here's another projection system. And all of a sudden you start doing other things, looking at other things. And some guys start like, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't like this guy in this range. And, you know, then it's like, oh, maybe still won't be able to. I found ways not to draft him <laughs> as the season wore I kind of did the same thing. Oh, God. What, I, I why, too. why do that? Like, what, what, what's that in the brain? That Because, again, it's like an information age thing, right? Where he's like, oh, more information, more Was things. Was he kind of hurt at the beginning of the year or in spring? At that's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. He, Yeah, yeah. And that's why a lot of people backed off on Fab and in Fab leads. Yeah. Because he I'm had that little bit of a it, and then I just regretted it. Me too. Me too. Touch a uh, big, 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 terrible fade in in Fab Leagues. I'm going to go. Um, You mentioned, you know, he, where did he go this year in uh, in the mains? It was 290, 290 in the mains. Somewhere, um, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, DC ish two yeah two eighty four two eighty so you see yeah he he slipped a little bit in the main. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go to a guy that you mentioned before because I think it's a similar picture and still guys will be hesitant to take Justin Steele any earlier. I'll go in that like what Jordan Montgomery went last year one fifty ish one sixty ish. Okay, you know I think you'll just get a guy who logs some innings like you said K per nine won't hurt you. Um. Chris Bassett, like, no, no, does he go? That does, I wouldn't push him up any higher than that. And now, obviously, we're trying to forecast this in August. So, why yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I by just, no means, you know, I don't think he's going to be a top 20 pitcher again, but I wonder how much that, like, you know, kind of is going to be ingrained in people, you know? Yeah. And will there always just be a guy in the league that, you know, grabs him because he, say, he finishes strong? That means he's going on a year and a half of, like, really good performance. Um, you it's know, so funny I mean, too. Be because, yeah. And and it's all it's all what's gonna happen. Like, um, I, I plan to do um another too early draft this season, um, probably at some point in, in August, just just because, right? Because last year it was fun because everyone was talking about the the kids like J Rod and and like where were these guys gonna go next year? And that was the that was the um the driver to do it. Like, well, let's see where he's gonna go, you know, get some good brains and talk about it and maybe that's what we're going to say with ellie ellie has a week right now everyone's like i wonder where he's going to go next year just like we're talking now and it becomes a big talking point all right let's let's find out but it all stems from those as well too right because um a lot of what happens um in adp you know obviously gets established very early uh there's there's no doubt about that and whatever the first drafters have a feeling on these players will have a huge effect Carry on that. And for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and part of that too is the way people sort, the way people attack, the way people draft. So if you do draft in October, um, you know, so like one of the things I like to look at is how a player did in the second half, the, 
you know, oh, actually, you know what? I forgot to mention this before, but you talked, you mentioned, I don't know why this popped up in my brain again, but you talked about doubles and you brought up Jaron Duran, but doubles, mm-hmm. people may think that's stupid. It's not stupid. Like doubles and triples, there's, there's, there's data behind doubles and triples leading to more runs, you know, opportunities, sure. obviously. So there's, there's nothing stupid about extra base hits. Those are, those are very good <laughs> to have. Um, but getting back to um, steel. So check this out. He went at, oh man, I'm gonna hit up, gotta hit up the, oh, gotta hit up the Bloomfield after this. Ryan Bloomfield, shout out to Bloomfield. All right, so I'm going back to my first DC, the too early meatball DC that we did in August last year, right? Okay, yep. Can you take a guess? Ryan Bloomfield picked him. Can you take a guess where he went in ADP? Oh man, I'm trying to think if he took him super early because of his strong finish uh or if he got him at like a steal i'm gonna say he went out on a limb and took him super early so let me say that he took him at like 150 last year and 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 that's that's good that you mentioned i never i didn't finish my point before but it depends how people sort a lot of people look at last how the people finished and if 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 people are sorting like you said the second half of the year that's how you know these guys will get like drafted. a he had like a one ERA like in the second half or something. All right, so this is um man, this this is amazing. I'm amazed by it. So, all right, so guess what? Ryan Bloomfield took him at two ninety five, right? Okay, yeah. His ADP for draft champion the whole season was two eighty five. And oh, then okay. his main so event was two ninety five. Bloomfield set the fucking market. And he just hung out there, man. He and he hung just out. hung and he just hung out. And he just hung out there. That's fast. I'm fascinated right now by it because I'm fascinated he's by been a lot one of the best picks you could have had for a starting pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's good. I'm gonna have to hit him up after this. Uh maybe he'll listen and uh but that's um interesting. First round, by the way, last year was uh Trey Turner, Otani, J Ram, J J Rod, Cole, Acuna. Judge, Tucker, Betts, Soto, Harper, Freeman, Burns, Witt, Cease. Interesting. Oh, Cease. Uh, yeah. And then John- the Turner. I mean, we, we could have a whole podcast on the Turner stuff, but. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, we're not going to go there. Uh, um, all right. Go. That's interesting. No, I like that. I like that with Steele, though. I think that's good. Okay. Um, yes. So- we'll bump him up 100 picks. 100 picks is, a, is, I think, a lot to, like, gain in one year for, like, a, a, a pitcher. That no doubt. Guy. So I think. I think that's reasonable, 150-ish, 160. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good starting point for sure. I agree with you on that. Um, all right, before I transition out of players, I did not send you this guy, but I saw you tweet about him earlier. So let's just do a quick quick guess. We don't need to get into too much detail, but I thought it was an interesting tweet about Mr. Anthony Volpe. And Ooh, I know that. that dude has been so polarizing, man. And I will fully admit that I was kind of big on Volpe probably took him too high in some drafts. Um, and I know he's his on base has been shit and I know the average sucks, but to your point, the power speed is nothing you can totally ignore. He's super young. Clearly the Yanks are committed to him. He's so polarizing because there's so much bad you can focus on, but also a couple really good things for fantasy purposes it's like how many guys could go 20, 30, you know, I mean, he's on a pretty small list. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want him to hit 210, but 
but he's he's super young. I mean, I mean, I know. Get his average up to two fifty, you know, it changes everything. Is it, you know? So I don't know. Where where do you think? Like, I I imagine he continues to get better. Obviously, I mean, that's not going out on a limb. But uh, do you think he's going to be undervalued because of how bad some of the holes have been? No, no, not at all. Not at all, because I mean, you know, I mean, you can go to the monthly spits too, and 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 see, and see the, you know, there's some progression in it, and it's not, it's not completely linear, but there's the spikes. The spikes to me are have been more recently. The spikes have been better than the dips, in, in like a rolling average graph, or just looking at who he's performed recently, he bows up the ball really well. Um, yep. Yankee Stadium, that's fucking huge. Um, first taste of the majors and again i'll go back to the whole stats thing uh, people can argue ops and 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 you know k rate all they want and it, the, it's for a guy who stayed on the field continuously throughout that it the pt is there and volume will lead yeah to 20 20 seasons minimum and there's yep. no way there's no way plus the yankee tap there's no way that he he escapes any sort of um He's not going to go in in this spot type of uh, thing, you know. Um, do, do, do you want to take a guess where he is in rest of season um, value on my uh, SGP? Ooh. Which is uh, this is a this is a uh, by the way, it's an aggregated uh, bad X and 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 Raz Ball um, thrown into the preseason SGP numbers. So, so from a hitter standpoint, what is rest of season? You want to? You can do hitter or combined rank, or if you want to give me both, hitter. Let's do hitter first. Uh, I'll say he's trying to think here. I don't want to sound like too big of a dipshit. Top eighty hitter. Yeah, sixty-three. Right next to right next to Seager Abrams. There's sixty-two and sixty-three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just hard to find. Like overall, that's ninety ninety-three. For the two of them, I love watching Twitter get mad about him, man. It's so funny. Like it's you just hysterical. sit at a bar. It's, it's like it's like Democrats and Republicans yelling at each other. It's like you know what I mean. It's just like it is. You it either is. love them or you hate them. Like yeah. there is nothing in between. It's so I just love it. It's great, and it's all rooted in whether the the, the people have Peraza stashed or not. That's all it oh, is. A hundred percent. Which I get. We we've all done it, right? I get you, it. I get it. But yeah, and, and that's the you thing. Just want I, to shit on him because you own Peraza. That's what I told and, the Gills the one time too. I'm like, I don't even have Volpe. I'm not even arguing <laughs> pro Volpe because I have him. I have him nowhere. I'm just giving you the truth. They've said from the start he got the judge vote of confidence. He's not coming out of the lineup, right? And that's it. And he's got the. He's like I said. He's power and speed. It, it's it's the combo is it's it's huge. Thing, we man. chase it. We chase it all the time. And like you said, it comes up to 240, 250 to go along with maybe 2030, 2035. That is tremendous. That's like that's a, a Rosarena. That's yeah, that's a Bobby Witt light, a Rosarena. So I mean, I don't see any reason why he won't go in the top six fifty, sixty next year, just based on potential alone. I think that's a good range for him. The top hundred, seventy five is safe. But he showed any improvement too in this in these next two months. He it, it, it's going to go up and, for sure. And don't rule out that Yankees lineup is pretty shit, man. Do not rule out him batting leadoff and, and them a, getting a better. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Them getting the better and him batting leadoff. hundred percent. You know so, who's second no. on the team in OPS this year? Ooh. On the Yankees? Who? Jake Bowers. 
<laughs> yeah, it's all it tells you. And I love Jake Bowers too. I love Jake Bowers. I've always had a, a thing for Jake Bowers, but come on, let's go, Yankees. Smart yeah, enough. It says everything you need. All right, man. It's, so honestly, too, because the Mets get so much shit, rightfully so, with some things. But if 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 they were if <laughs> if the Mets weren't in town, I think people would realize how fucking a disaster the Yankees are. But the Mets are in town, oh, no, so no, it no. kind of offsets too much. <laughs> There's no, not no, enough no. eyes on how bad the Yankees are run. Yeah, and Rodon, that's not looking great yet. And you know, I give him time though. I give him the benefit of that, and I'm yeah. rooting for him yeah. too. I, I like him, and I don't even have him in many leagues, but I want to see him get back on track because he he was on a path coming into the season where he he definitely was ready to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. So fun could, to watch, yeah, hundred percent. So I hope he gets back on track. I want to see him get better. Yeah, I'm with you. I like watching good players just play and excel. Right. It's just Stud out. sports better. Yeah. 100%. Um, all right, man. So we talked about your teams earlier. Now I want to transition a little bit away from yeah. your team specifically. And you're, you're having a good year. But now that you're in this new space, you're doing a million pods a week. Uh, how do you think the pros and cons kind of lay out here being a full-time podcaster, content creator, uh, however you want to say it, do you think I'm going to just fire off a few things? You just give me your thoughts. Do you think in any way it's made you a better player? Because not that I'm, you know, from what I know of you, you already had success. You already, you know, spent enough time really diving into the stuff that matters. Do you think in any way it's made you actually better because you're focusing on maybe more nuggets or? certain things that maybe you ignored because you're trying to put out the best content that you can. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, is there any way that's maybe made you worse? Uh, mm. You know, like, cause I feel like that naturally could happen too because you are looking at it at a different angle and I could see how not on purpose, it just being more challenging too. Yeah, so I'll start with how it might make me worse. And obviously, the obvious reason is uh, people using stuff against me, which I fully right. expect. I didn't get into this space without knowing that. Um, it's kind of also a cool game within that in, in China. And not, and not to say my advice or my fab stuff is, is, is better than what other people might do on their own. I'm just, but like, yeah, it can be used against you. Um, Whatever. 100%. That, I mean, that is what it is. It's human nature for you to not yeah. like. I'm in, I'm in leagues with, I don't think, well, you and I are in a DC, but I don't think we're in any fab leagues, but I'm in a fab league with Vlad, and obviously he does content. Mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I don't like look at his thoughts and then go, oh, yeah, here's the league I'm in with him. You know? Yeah. He likes yeah. this guy, right? So keep going. But yeah. And, um, but, through that, uh, it's also making sure I go even deeper in my analysis and finding several people I like, <laughs> you know, not just um, a couple. Um, another way it might make me worse is me spending more time on doing the content for everyone than putting into my own teams. Yep. And that's that that's something I've had to, you know, it's a tricky balance um, because – and this will transition into why I think it's made me better. And um, some people might think, whatever, it's, it's, it's bullshit. But I'm not doing, like, content just to do it, you know. I'm really hoping that 
what I can do for people will help them, you know? And I go into ridiculous dives on everything I can because I want to have people who sub to me say this kid's given his all, you know? And I don't want to I've 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 had content where I've trusted before that has not become trustworthy because of that reason. I could tell, like, I'm like, this, this, this is not a hundred percent effort. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really the thing that drives me every fucking day to just look at the most obscene things to try to get an edge for anyone, you know, whether, whether it be playing time or analyzing skills or analyzing uh, the environment of the 80th or 90th percent or whatever it is I could do to try to get ahead myself i want to show people that i could help them too or just say oh shit like that's that's a good angle or that's something good so that whole drive that whole like mamba mentality i wake up and i'm constantly thinking about what's the best way to make everyone enjoy this podcast i do today or this breakdown of um you know a picture and that's that's the biggest uh, that that's been the biggest thing for me. There was a stretch this year where I think, you know, um, as you know, if when I do the hot corner sheet, just going <clears throat> into the pitching performances it was a great idea by Jeff Zimmerman. It's like, you know, um, just break down pitchers that are, are like not that are actionable. Like, you know, I can break down Spencer Strider every day. Sure. You know, it's easy to do that. And it's also, but like, what are you going to do from it? You know, it's going to help you yep. maybe in a dynasty league. Fine. But with the world we're in the space we're in with the NFBC, it's, we make our money with picking up Christopher Sanchez, picking up Jake Irvin or Ryan Nelson, whenever you feel like the, the skills changed. And so I think that what I've been trying to do this year too, is really understand more of pitch level stuff and pitch analysis when watching a lot of Lance Brodowski videos and listening to the podcast I did with Jeff Pont and Lance talking about how they look at pitches and the way they move and how they may influence. Um, obviously all that stuff can be uh, differently weighted or differently. Uh, you know, I still have my trustworthy, you know, K minus walk and Sierra and there's swinging strike. There's stuff that's going to weigh You're over that. To, but yeah. 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 But being able to decipher pitch stuff, pitch movement, and why that may affect swing and strike rate or chase rate has been my my big thing this year. So really trying to advance um, my lingo, too, and my vernacular on stuff like ride and run. And it's fun. It, it sounds sexy. And uh, it's it just, just, you know, really... Sex sells, man. Sex sells. Sex sells. Sex sells. And so I, I'm just... I think it's made me better because I really don't want to disappoint anyone, you know? And like, I think that's, I take it to heart if people like may not like it, you know, I think about those things a lot. Do people, no, that's a good, and people enjoy answer, it. Man. <laughs> it really uh, weighs on me. It, it, and uh, like I said, maybe some people might think I'm just blowing smoke up people's asses, but that's really, it's just the type of person I've been. I've always been that way with any job or anything I've done. Um, I'm always just trying to give it my all. And if it was a baseball team or a basketball team, it's, it's all about that ultimate goal. And that's what not like the biggest thing about the, the discord and the Patreon, it's awesome community and we're all making each other better. Everyone's got little angles to try to show each other. And I'm, I'm glad how that came about. Cause it's just amazing feeling. 
No, that's awesome, man. I like that answer. I, uh, cause I think even the best humans who are morally, you know, straight as an arrow, I think you get into this and so many of these guys in the NFBC, right. Including yourself, you get a lot of money invested in this, right. And in these leagues, I mean, thousands of dollars, you're making content now. It'd be too easy to just like, say you identified something on Cutter Crawford, but you're like, you know what? I'm not going to bring that up until after fab runs. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to keep Cutter to myself this week. And, you know, again, I don't, I wouldn't even give you that much shit about it, but I think <laughs> yeah. to point, like, you know, it's just like, damn, I mean, again, you have leagues here, you know, you're trying to, hit on huge pickups like everybody else. But uh, I like your, your answer that you just gave there. Cause to your point, you're just trying to bust you, you. This is your new kind of career, man. You're just 24 seven grinding out and, you know, you just want to give the people the best content that you can. And, you know, if, if it hurts your leagues a little bit, okay, maybe so. But I think at the end of the day, like most of these people that make the content, including yourself are smart enough to overcome that, like whatever challenge it may bring, you know, I imagine you'll, you'll figure out a way to still be successful in the league. So, yeah, it's um, I I, I hope so. But that's a, you know, that's a good point. I I feel like um, everyone who does it has a, you know, that's why there, a lot of them are in this space because they're good at what they do and they're good at telling people uh, what they see. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think you brought up the right guy too to make an example of. You know, Carter Crawford. Like, you know, it was like no holding nothing back. Like, go get this guy. I'm going to get this guy. I I say that in my fab pod. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be aggressive on this guy. <laughs> and then, um, I, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't hold that back at all. I think those pitchers are the best. Um, I found a lot of value in the, my most ridiculous recommendations or the ones like that you wouldn't think brings you so much value, like getting Mike Ford for two weeks and him hitting six homers, you know, oh, or dude. those right? are the sweetest pickups, right? <laughs> yeah. Those are the sweetest pickups, man. Just, oh, just man. identifying those little things, pull hitter, um, going to Yankee stadium. And then he's got six games the next week versus righties. And you're like, ah, sure. Dude, I, I had Matt stat. Walner in a DC last week. Oh, 100%. you would, I just, I mean, one week he probably will shit the bed the rest of the year, but it didn't matter that week. He just, Four or five bombs, you, you know, just yep. crushed it. And yeah. it Love just it. makes you feel like you hit the jackpot. So, Absolutely. no, man, that's cool. I, I I wanted to hear your thoughts on coming into this space and, you know, not only, you know, you making a career change, which is a huge thing for anybody, but just, you know, in this hobby of yours that you love so much, like it's what, you know, the effect has come on, you know, just your ability to, um, you know, take on, all these other great competitors, right? Like if it's yeah. made it harder and, and uh, yep. I just think it's interesting as all. So um, it is getting off the podcasting or one more thing on the podcast. I know you and I talk and then we're going to have some fun to end here. Uh, mm-hmm. Future plans for podcasting here. So you're doing the baseball stuff. You're crushing mm. it. I enjoy it, man. Anything that you really want to do, like, is there a creator in this space that you would love to collab with that you haven't i know you've had a lot of really smart people on your pods um let's do let's do a creator maybe that you would love to do something with and for fun uh maybe it's cliche but what the hell what about like a dream athlete somebody you would just like if you got the opportunity to like down the road to just talk with for one hour we can be dead or alive, man. It doesn't matter. Who'd be one guy? You just <laughs> Top five dead or alive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's just off one LP. Um, interesting. 
Interesting. All right. Um, so any, anybody, any analyst, like somebody you haven't recorded with, but you respect them and you'd be like, dude, that'd be awesome to hear that guy, you know, answer some questions, whatever. I feel like it's, I've covered so many, right? Already. I, I've been, you have had a lot of good, good so people on forever. Um, I would say it would be really cool. Um, and this is probably has not, you know, this hasn't, nothing to do with fantasy, but I would love to um, do something <laughs> with like either it's two, it's two opposite extremes, but these are the first things that come to my mind. One thing would be like to do something with the John boy guys. Right. Okay. Being yep, really funny, crazy. stupid. Um, I feel like I could, I feel like I could probably fit in good over there, honestly. And then one would be like a total flip side would be, um, Maybe, you know, like a Jason Benetti, you know, the broadcaster for the White Sox or someone okay. who's like a really good voice on, you know, on on air that 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 we all respect that calls great games and are into their job like that. I would love to yeah. I would love to kick that around or maybe just tail them for a day and and, and you see their life because I've never thought about radio broadcasting, all that type of stuff. But. You know, I just speaking into the mic a lot, you start thinking about other things, you know, that other people do with a microphone <laughs> and, and how they and, approach it in their yeah. like, prep and all that. Shit. Yeah. That really yeah. does go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dream like athlete. Um, dream athlete. Yeah, if you could just interview him, like you say you're on a pod, you're just doing a one on one. Who do you got? Who do I got? All right. Um, well, if. We'll go dead first, and we'll go. That's the easy Kobe. Um, Kobe, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. It would it would probably be Kobe just to to ask him so many questions about mental mental stuff, and sure, I man. thought he was so fascinating with his approach and the way he thought about things, and kind of like I feel like the same way sometimes. Felt like he wasn't satisfied with any gains he met. <laughs> made ever <laughs> so it was always trying to do more and it's obviously not a great way to live with everything but if you want to get better at what you do Dude, he's, that yeah. guy was i mean on top of having tons of talent i mean uh you had to respect the the laser focus you know day-to-day yep. approach that he had no doubt and so right now hmm maybe sit down with uh like david wright Okay, little, little D, okay, little, little Met. a little D right Met, um, and I had I had I had another guy I was thinking about, and I think it would just be Shaq. Shaq, Shaq is, would be a good combo, man. He is he is one of the, probably the most unbelievable human beings to ever step into the world. He's fascinating. He's, a, he's hilarious, man. I love he's him. Hilarious. Like, inside the NBA. Right? And... Did you watch the documentary on HBO? The Shaq documentary? I have not yet. No, oh. I've seen it, but I have not. Oh. Must Cue watch. it up. Cue it up. Okay. Learned so many cool things about his life. I like, I felt like I knew a good deal, but you know, when you really get into those documentaries, that basically some information kicked out that like, wow. And it's just yeah. fascinating. And he's just, he's a character. Uh, he's good at like everything he does. And boy's still in good shape. <laughs> he's like, he's still lifting like a monster. It's crazy to think that a guy that big, that his personality is like just as big, right? Like it's just. 
best press conferences ever, you know, coming out with the big Aristotle and, and yeah. just. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob D. Hey, uh, What's up, Meatball? This is yeah, yeah. Meatball Shack. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a bad I, Shack impersonation, but. I like Meatballs. I like Meatballs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no shit. He's such a polarizing like guy. Like he had He'd this be fun whole, for sure, man. Yeah, he had this whole unbelievable thing. No one, no one ever did what Shaq did with just like abusing people down low because he was massive. Oh, dude, I can make the argument. I like I like hoops a lot. You know, I'm a I'm a LeBron guy, and you know the, the the goat stuff gets tossed around all the time. And you know, whoever you take, I mean, there's plenty of great players in history. I think peak Shaq, maybe the most dominant player. Ever. Those years with the Lakers, man, I mean, he was 30-20. They had to literally, you know, just assault the guy on the court to stop him, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it was like, to me, though, I get how people like that, but I I hated it. Um, the physicality? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you could watch, if you like that, watch UFC. Um, I mean, Dude, and, and don't I get agree. me wrong. Anybody though. that does that, like the oh, the bad boy Pistons. Oh like, no, no, the basketball no. players Getting... are so soft now. It's like, is that make it better though? Because like no. they just rip people to the ground. I'm like, this isn't football. Like this is a game of you know, there's passing and cutting and you know, hundred percent and stuff. Like I don't, I never and understood there, that argument. There is a lot of theatrics. And dramatics. Oh, no, no doubt. No 100%. doubt. No way. I'm. It's gone good. over the top. I agree. But like, it's gone over the top in all the sports. In all the sports, and that's what people don't realize. It's everything. But if football, the dramatics. They tackle the guy. You act like you did something. You get paid to tackle. Like it's yeah. like that's it. I stopped watching football because that got out of hand. But um, uh, I yeah, they just I don't know. Not the it's not a skill to like grab a guy with two arms when he's driving down no. the lane and throw him. No, the no, no. That's not skilled. Like, sorry. And don't like, get me wrong. I I grew up in Brooklyn. Like, I know how, I know how the games are on the courts in Brooklyn. That happens in Brooklyn, right? And that's not fun yeah. when it's on concrete and shit like that. You get fucked up. <laughs> you get fucked up. <laughs> no, and no. Okay. And I like you know I like <laughs> and I like it. Stuff. Me it too. I'm not acting like there shouldn't be some of that. Bumping it's and physical, just, but yeah, the close lining. There's yeah, a line. Watch UFC if you like that. If you like 80s basketball, watch UFC. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big, you know, if the game was 80 to 83, I was just like, really? Was it that exciting? Like, Those are the things you look back and, you know, you watch uh, any flashbacks. Yeah. You see those games. Fucking, you know, Jordan versus the Heat, 88, you know, 83, 78. You're like, what? 78. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. No one game, wants to watch is... that shit. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. But yeah, uh, all right, before we go into a quick little rapid fire with with you to end it here, any other future plans? I mean, you name some good people you you know maybe like to do shit with down the road. We'll see what we can. We'll hit. I'll hit yeah. Shack up on Twitter. I'm sure he'll appreciate. Hit him up. 80 followers. I would and, love uh, to try to do something different and and add to this. Uh, like you know, outside have, of fantasy baseball, like we talk yeah. in like different topics. Yeah, different topics, different things. Um, I love to talk about everything. Um, me and my brothers, you know, it's three, there's four of us total. And, um, you know, I would love to get into something with them. Possibly we have a ton of, uh, you know, memorabilia. We have a ton of video of us playing, a video of just sports in general. And, 
um it will kind of be like the Goldbergs, but like the Italian version of the Goldbergs. And I would love to try to do something with them and do that. I would love to try to do some kind of mishmash show with maybe it's sports and it's music and it's movies, you know, yeah. pick, pick quick topics and just talk about it or talk about a movie. I don't know. It's obviously stuff out there like that, but um, you know, is there's always something that someone hasn't done yet. So it's got to find do it, it, man. Do it. Yeah. 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 It's uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy your voice. It. You're really going to have to manage your voice if you somehow up the amount of podcasts. Oh, my God. Know. I know. I know. Your poor wife, man. I just picture you like laying in bed, like writing on like a notepad because you can't talk to her. You're just like communicating <laughs> oh. via the. <laughs> like, sorry, honey. Uh, my throat. Yeah. I just have to write down everything. I should I have a hard rule like that, right? After, after 11, like after I can't, I can't go. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I can't speak right now. I have to rest my voice. Exactly, yeah. man. Uh, that's good. All right, man. We're going to wrap up with, I hope, a little fun here. Get away from sports. Uh, I want to get to know, who, you know, again, I've gotten a chance to, like, shoot some shit with you on Twitter. But let's talk about a little bit, um, some co- maybe a little pop culture, a little food-type related items here uh, before I let you get back to your uh, dogs and your wife, man. So, I'm going to do a little lightning round. I'm just going to say Let's something. Let's go, baby. Like quick one-word answers, and we'll try to keep it going. So, oh, man. kicking it off never, here. I was never what? good at these games. Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And they're like, eh. <laughs> I know. I didn't. Just so people know, I did not send this to you ahead of time. So, yes. Um, we're going to do – we're kicking okay. it off here. Some TV comedy. Are you Office or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. But, Seinfeld? Okay. But, but, but like, like, love The Office, too. But it, okay, you do big ops. Yeah. Is Seinfeld number one all time for you? Uh, Curb, Curb Enthusiasm. Ooh, good man. I like Curb. Curb. Um, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Larry David guy. Larry's the man. I, I can't argue with that. Uh, all right, Godfather or Goodfellas? Oh, Goodfellas. Good, good. I'm with you on that too, actually. Yeah, I like Godfather. Yeah. Goodfellas just so good. Joe Pesci, Goodfellas, awesome. It's a different thing. It's a different. It's it's a different vibe for me. It's a totally different vibe. If you want historics, if you want, you know, deep back rooted stuff, you go Godfather. You know, if you want that, that, that more to me, God, like Goodfellas, you watch it. And, and to me, I'm more like, I want to be like these guys. Then yes. you watch Godfather and say, I want to be like this guy. A little you know, more like, I don't want to be like Michael. Like, I don't want to be Sonny. They were, they all had a like a like a major flaw and they weren't that funny, um, <laughs> except for Sonny. But like in yeah. Goodfellas, you could be like, I I'd love to be Tommy. I'd love to be Henry. I'd love to I'd love to even be Maury. No, maybe not Maury. No, man. No, <laughs> Goodfellas is great, classic. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Greatest greatest sports movie. <sighs> okay, greatest sports movie. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you my favorite. Um, baseball movie and i know people will give me shit about it because of the inaccuracies i've heard people on twitter talk about it but feel the dreams it i know how people feel about oh it wasn't accurate there's so many things they did wrong fine fine it just hits me differently i lost my dad when i was nine and obviously he brings his dad back and i would like seriously um just like being able to do one thing if I had a wish to do one thing and a power to do one thing, I would just have a catch with my dad again, you know? So like that movie, just on that self, I can't 
get past that being one of the best things to watch, you know. Um, yeah, man. Hundred percent. Um, Nobody does the sports better than Costner too in movies. Yeah, he's yeah. got a way. He's got a way about it. He's King got a way Cup, about man. it. I mean, he just like multiple baseball movies. He's good. It's good. It's a good choice. I'm not going to give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would think uh, you know, a close, close second would um for me have to be um is this might be weird too but i really love blue chips with shack and and penny and hey, um man. nick nolte because i again I it's it. like when it's like where i was in my life when i watched that and i was like such a that was a college basketball was like big part of my life at that moment so i was so into that whole Dude, and fast forward to now i mean it's like clearly that kind of stuff yeah, you know, kind of went know. on. So like, it's it's just those one of those movies too. I go always have in the background and and watch. You know, it's fun. No, it's a good. It's a, I like that call. Uh, all right. So, chicken parm or spaghetti and meatballs? Well, I don't eat meat. So you're saying when I did? Yeah, when you did. I know you went vegan, but I mean, I, vegetarian, not full vegan. But okay, okay. All right, I'll I'll go. Um, I I'd have to go. Um, chicken parm. Maybe one of my favorite dishes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm big now, eggplant palm. Just transition to eggplant palm. Same thing now. I grow it in the garden. Comes right out. Farm to table, kid. The way I like to live. it. I like it. Okay. So then this transitions into it a little bit. Are we a yay or a nay on tofu? Uh, I mean, I don't really like it. I know it's not as good for me. Um, it does have you know some protein benefits, but I try to steer away from that as much as i can um it still it still ends up on the plate sometime but not not a lot not a lot okay okay fair yeah all right back to movies real quick Let's and go. i have a follow-up if you're in on this movie so i hope you are because i was thinking about this list and for some reason my brain just went to this weird spot are you in or out on the movie hangover in okay okay so i got a follow-up on that so i was thinking about this list and trying to like generate some topics and I was thinking about all your co-hosts that you have. Mm. A lot of smart people. Okay, you like The Hangover. Give me a quick breakdown of you, Maddie Moe, Rob Silver, Jeff Zimmerman. Who's who in The Hangover? I just picture you guys in Vegas. Weekend. Oh. Who's who here? What do we? Who's all who's right. Zach Galifianakis? Let's go right off the bat, and 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 I'm just gonna say, um, oh, this is so. It's just so close. This is so close. So I was going to say probably only me or Jeff could be Zach. Okay. So, okay. And I'll, I, I don't think anyone wants to be that character. So I'll take one f- for the team and I'll be him. I think I could pull it off probably too. So I will say I, I did. I thought of that and I also envisioned Zimmerman though, like at a blackjack table, counting cards like Gelfinakis kind of. You know what? With oh, the man. equation like populating his head. <laughs> See, but that's tough because like, um, I I think we, oh, man, because uh, so Bradley Cooper, um, that's again. All right, so it's it's tough to match up everyone because it is tough. I don't I know it. who's gonna be. Um, I mean, if you want the, to be Bradley Cooper, man, this is your pod. You can be the, the good-looking dude, guy. Do the whatever dude you who want. lost a tooth. Who? Um, what was his? The Ed Helms character. Ed Helms. Um, it's tough getting a Helms out of us, you know. 
true. Like, because he's kind of, you know, he's whipped. He's 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 kind of Mister, you know, hesitant on everything. Yeah, I don't think any of us are like that. So he would be the yeah, hardest we, we character to fill. We, we, we can throw him out. You want to skip him? What and about then, okay? He, let me. When I was having this, weird who's going to be Cooper? I guess we have to go Silver. Silver would have to be Cooper. Okay. Okay. I think I think he can. You know, he handled all the negotiation on the phone with the wife. He probably be, be really good at that. that Seems like kind of guy who you know be the go to to talk people out of things or whatever. Be the talking guy, a talking point. So I like that. Okay. And hear, um, hear me out on this too. And you know, obviously, I do not know any of these guys like you do. He, I know he's Canadian and not. Korean like Mr. Chow in this, this show but I feel like Silver I feel like Silver like knows a guy who knows a guy who could like get shit done and I feel like mm. Mr. Chow who's like got guys working for him and just taking care of shit I don't know I just kind of thought maybe if anybody was Mr. Chow who I know isn't like the core four but he is an he, integral I mean, part of the hangover he's integral part yeah you want to fuck on me that's the yeah he'll that's just, you know, he'll classic line right there or something classic freaking line right there um so good yeah yeah good yeah but uh i i probably i'd love to spend the a couple of minutes in each role but not not at helms it's weird like why i feel like i i would not want to be that character um well and then and then the main or not the main guy the dude getting married he just falls asleep on the damn yeah so he doesn't really have nobody wants to get sunburned and hung over like just sitting up there so maybe like we'll give uh so maybe we'll give silver, you know, um uh well, who's Monica you know, then? Maybe we'll make him Bradley Cooper and Silver could be um I feel you know, like Modica wanted a party, like Cooper wants to just get fucked up all the time. Yeah, probably smoking, yeah. You know. Let's go. That makes that's, sense. That, I that's like a that. good match. That's a good match. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna move on. Okay, we're going to your fine okay, we kind of talked about food. Final meal. What is it? Like, you know, I know you're doing the, the vegan stuff, but what's the last meal? What are we talking here? Um, Perfect. so it'll be homemade egg, stuff. What are we doing? Yeah, it'll be homemade eggplant palm and uh, my mom's potato pancakes because it's just like something that is like a go to comfort food for me. So, okay, that's it. I like that. Nothing like crazy. That. I just want my favorite food and a carrot cake, pizza carrot cake. Oh. I like it. Direct. Damn. You beach or mountain guy? What is it? Beach or mountains? What do you prefer? A good walk on a beach, water, oh, or mountains? Oh, um, wait, I'm kind of confused. Oh, sorry. Like, like, so would you rather have views of like the mountains? Or, like, oh, you know, hiking oh, yeah. yeah. Shit, or, or like walking Oof. on a beach, water? Not a beach. Beach. Yeah. Beach guy? Okay. Yeah, beach, beach. Right. I love the mountains too. Don't get me wrong, but the beach is um, where I find more more of my balance. That makes it. People are probably going to think that I hit on you with that question, beach or mountains guy. Okay, it'll deep there. Uh, and then, all right, here we go. We talk about Twitter and shit all the time. What's worse, victory lap guy or excuse guy? Or what guy? Excuse guy, just making an excuse about everything, or victory oh, yeah. lap guy? No, excuse guy is worse. Worst guy, yeah. Yeah, you can lap. That. You can lap. You know, it's lap. You, you just, you obviously, the people who like to lap, they know what they're gonna get. The repercussions. Some people don't like what comes back at them, but you know, one thing that gets 
overlooked in the whole lapping thing is in this industry, in this game we play, we talk about, you know, we got to be better than everyone to try to win money or to just, you know, come in first, whatever it is. And part of that is picking players that maybe other players weren't or just being the, the high guy on it. So that's fine when it's rooted in, in like, I I'm happy that I, I, I was that guy. It's just, there's a way you can do it without lapping. Yeah, um, dude. I think it's, dude, it's, yeah. we all want to be a little, you know, especially if you know the people, it's like, you want to pat yourself on the back. And I think that's okay, man. We all talk shit for fun, but I think there's a line, you know, just don't be a complete jackass and it's fine. Yes. You know? Yep. Don't be a bag of shit, but it, excuse guys worst. It's always somebody's fault. Yeah, it's just and like it's, fucking own it, man. The guy, so yeah, I know. You, you whiffed on somebody. Nobody cares. These you know? two strike calls that weren't a strike. They were out, they were in the box, but it, you know, they called them outside and, all that, all that stuff. It, you can't. If you want to get that granular, think about all the times the ball maybe went over the fence, but didn't hit the fence, and it went your way. Not, you know, what I'm trying to tell you, for everything that yeah. doesn't go your way, there's a thing that is going your way. So, it's like, pipe down with that 100%. stuff. Yeah. All right, hundred percent. So that that wraps up the little quick lightning round I want to do with you. So I appreciate being a good sport and just shooting out Love some it. shit there. So, uh, all right, last thing I'm going to ask you, and we'll get out of here unless there's anything easy you have. You just mentioned the bag of shit, and you've probably said this on a pod before, but I got to know, where did that originate? I love it. I always think of the guy from Billy Madison, speaking of movies, and he's like, they're like, ah, oh, he called the shit poop, and he's stomping yeah. out the bag of shit. <laughs> I love it, and that's all I can think about every time I hear you say it. So, so bag of shit um, goes back to, so I used to be uh, a carpenter Um at the at the Javits Center in New York, it's um, we do trade shows, and it's an it's an eclectic group there, because you have, uh, you know, the truck drivers, the teamsters, the electricians, the carpenters, plumbers, this whole bunch of union guys, different, so many different yeah. personalities, and then you have international exhibitors, so it just makes for interesting days. I always wanted to f- actually have a reality show there because I think it's so perfect. Um, and so I worked with several people who had several different lines, you know, for several different types of people. My one friend, yeah. Rob, would um, he would say that a lot, um, you know, bag of shit. And um, when the, the first time I used it to somebody, it was actually um, in a very bad tone, not bad tone, but um, we got a lot of like people who would come and, you know, you pay, they pay you to build their booth and they just think mm-hmm. like they're better than you because they run a company and you're just some guy with a hammer in his hand. Sure. Some idiot. And they, they think you can't do math. Uh, but you know, that's actually all the job almost <laughs> is doing math. So they, they have, a lot of them have condescending attitudes. And this one guy was treating this one kid that was part of our group. It was a big work group, like six to eight guys. And this one kid was pretty new and, we're just struggling with a lot of things. And this guy thought it was cool to, you know, um, berate him or just, you know, to call him names or whatever. And I went up to him. I had enough. And I said, you know what? You're a fucking bag of shit. And he just, <laughs> and, and he looked at me and my friends were like shocked because I don't know, I could have lost my job. You know, I could have got, it could have been a complaint against me or whatever, but it was just so aggravating. Like you don't have the right to come in and talk to me like this or talk to my friend like this. Um, yeah. 
And he didn't say anything the rest of the day. And it's it, it's funny because, you know, the way we normally used it was like, hey, look at this bag of shit. Like, and or like, we actually kind of said it in, in odd ways too. Like, uh, and like, even it's like, oh, that was a good one. Like, you bag of shit. Like, it's just, it's all about how you say it, you know? You fucking bag of shit. You figured that out. Like, or whatever. Yeah. I figured something Sound out on the floor yeah. plan. Like, oh, yeah. You know, so, but anyway, this guy didn't say anything. The next day, we had to go back to his booth for another three, four hours. And um, he that he came up to me and said, I just want to tell you, um, I've never felt more insulted. Like, I've been called so many things in my life so many things and that was the one that really hit me the hardest <laughs> i really Big shit man yeah and he's like i don't know it's a picture I, I i yeah i i've i've been called all these bad things but that one really stung the most and he's like i i that's a good one and again that's when i first started saying that a lot and then after that it's just completely it just took on a life of its own yeah like and it. it's it's rooted off that guy you know it's like because that guy simply was that you know he was just a big bag of shit he felt he because he had money and he owned the company that you can just come here <clears throat> and make fun of people um who maybe are having a bad day or maybe he wasn't you know the right person for that job but still like i always back my guys I always back my my union brothers you know like we that's the way it is and that's the way i'm I'll I'll always be, you know, if anyone um, just wants to be tough with someone that that means something or just it's part of what I'm doing. It, that's not happening. So that guy was the biggest bag of shit. Um, <laughs> I had and, to ask. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah. And I hope yeah. I wasn't. I hope I wasn't a bag of shit on this pod. And I know I think the only great. analogy I can make, man, is uh, to continue with the movies R- to end with one is have you seen Rookie of the Year? Yes. Henry Rowan Gardner, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I feel like, hopefully your poor listeners, like, I feel like you're, you know, they're used to hopping on here and listening to Rowan Gardner uh, after the injury, throwing 110 laser beams from the outfield. And then I was Henry after his arm went back to normal and he's lobbing (laughs) up 50 mile hour meatballs to steal your line. But nonetheless, he got the job done. So I hope it worked out here tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. This was fun, man. I enjoyed this a lot. I, I, I would, uh, I like, I like being asked questions sometimes. It's fun. Yeah, dude. No, I'm glad. I appreciate I, you having this idea. Yeah, it's great. Take your brain and talk a little bit about fantasy and some other uh, stupid shit, just which is always fun. We all, we all have other hobbies outside of this. So it's, it's kind of cool to get a glimpse into it every once in a while. So I don't Amen. think I hit the Medica three hours, but we went for a good chunk of change here. So yeah, it's been, been a good time. It's been a great time, and I don't have to, I have to do the Modica. That's, that's crazy. I Are you know. doing it right now? Pretty soon. Yep, pretty soon. So, what are you uh, going to bed about three in the morning? <laughs> what? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> At least all I got to do is talk. You know, it, that's that's it's it's good. It's, it it'll be fun. But yeah, sure, man, this has been good. Keep keep kicking ass in in your league too, because we didn't talk about your league, but you're doing well for. Again, I had you on my pod. We talked about how well you've been playing, and you just continue to kick ass. So keep doing that. I hope we all win some major money this year, and um, you know, keep 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 putting notches under our belt in those historical standing in the leaderboards. We too w- one day want to be, you know, the John Posmers of the world, and just you know, be r- so respected, right? In in the space and playing 
I think it's cool that that's why I really am attracted to the NFBC because it has all that data there and you can really look at, you know, wow, like just this guy's great. This guy's doing well and all that stuff. And um, I guess it mirrors just the competitiveness I had playing sports, right? You know, just always wanted to win whatever it was, wiffle ball, fucking tennis, <laughs> whatever no, I was no. playing. It was just always trying to win, win, win and, and have fun doing it. So this is, and this is what it is for me. It's like fantasy the same way. So I love it. And uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me this long and uh, go kick ass the rest of the season, man. Yeah. You too, man. We'll uh, keep in touch, but enjoy uh, the starting pitcher pod. Man. I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pole Hitter podcast. If everyone enjoyed Nikolai's debut here as the host of the uh, Pole Hitter podcast, let him know. Let him know. Send me some feedback. We want to hear how he's doing. There might be some. Uh, there might be some future podcast appearances up his alley. We don't know yet. You know, in the works. So, but thanks for hanging out, and uh, everyone. Thanks for listening to Pole Hitter podcast. And don't be a bag of shit, right, Nikolai? You said. That's right, man. Okay. <laughs> don't be a bag of shit. <laughs> cool.